No, no, no. Calder, stop chewing on the router. We need that for the internets. Well, Simeon, I know the podcast is important, but I've already eaten all of our toilet paper and I'm starving. It's been four weeks, well, man. Have, four have weeks you tried peeling the labels off of the bottles? That's what I did for the last day and a half. That's a good idea. I have all those old liquor bottles. Ah, that are perfect for display. I don't know why people tell me to throw those away. I will. Ah, just eat the labels. That's genius. Genius. I can't eat the drywall. Don't you dare go near my card boxes either. I need those to store clicks for when we get out. Who actually needs card boxes? Are you a magic player? Jeez. The only reason I'm trying to eat the card boxes is because I can't eat the plastic boxes like a real man who stores his hero clicks. Like, come on. I'm well, where, where's I'm where's the pizza box? You can at least eat that. I ate the pizza box while I ate the pizza. It was a double-edged sword. It happened at the same time, Simeon. Oh, that's pretty much a calzone at that point, Calder. Yo, kinda. But they don't deliver here anyways. Just because you don't pay somebody, and all of a sudden, ugh. Come on. Well, also because the delivery driver disappeared Shh, after that delivery. We can't, we can't say that. You know they're listening. Oh, listening? That means uh, next we could eat the microphones. Simeon, we can't eat the microphones. We we have to record a podcast. Oh, that's right. Like, that's right. right now, you're listening to episode 308 of Dial H for Hero Clicks, where we finally get to talk about some news and go into community and questions. Howdy, howdy, let's get rowdy. <laughs> Dial H for Hero Clicks is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all the latest Hero Clicks singles and seal products. Make sure you check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Joining me uh, in the quarantine studio, as always, is my nemesis, Simeon Bruce. What's going on, Simeon? Well, you know, you've been here all all 17 weeks of this, so you know exactly what's going on, Calder. Uh, I'm aware. Oh, let's start I off know what with, AA uh, batteries taste like now. I gotta say, the acid really hits different, <laughs> and that bunny is yeah, that'd no be hitting. Different. It's a lot of it's a lot of energy. It's a lot of energy that bunny gives you. Shoot, man, I feel like I recorded a million podcasts after those, but now it's just triple A's, and those 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 they they don't hit as different. It's just not the yeah. same. They're really not. Um, but let's let's start off with what made us happy this week. What made me happy this week was uh, I actually I ate a real human meal. Um, really? Consisting of chicken and bacon guy. and cheese oh. and things like that. No, not a, not a human <laughs> uh, made into a meal. Uh, a human made meal. Um, mm. When my friends cooked for me and it was really good. Uh, so, yep. That's that's all I really had, you know. Good. <laughs> pretty pretty good weather. <laughs> Cooked a meal. I'll take it. No, that's fine. That's pretty good. Uh, uh what made me happy this week was we were playing some post uh, rotation, and I won our Friday event. It was just a whatever casual Friday event. I'm like, oh cool. I was trying this new Batman team out, and then I signed up for uh, John Carl, our guest last week, was running an event for the stadium online and that was two legacy boosters and i watched the live stream for that saw them opened up got pretty decent pulls jinx like the only problem in that set and then uh wonder woman really solid figure too i actually and, um, very much remember jinx really 
the legacy yeah. jinx or just like the teen titans jinx teen titans jinx was great i liked it. i remember Barrier both, Rob, but yeah yeah i mostly meant the uh the legacy one but okay. yeah the teen titans one i didn't like as much but yeah i don't remember why but um yeah i don't know why i think she's great um i ended up winning that event which i was like impressed with so the first place prize got or is going to get a cosmic clash uh, <laughs> uh fantastic four starter so i didn't have it pre-ordered because i hate the fantastic four but i'll absolutely Ooh. take a free look at that starting off with heat just right away <laughs> right away I can't tell you how unexcited I am for the Fantastic Four's quote-unquote return to hero clicks. I, you can't pay me to care. But there are going to be Earth X pieces in that set. But I am excited because I was kind of looking at that Silver Surfer and Doctor Doom to build teams around. But I didn't want to actually buy that thing. But I want it. So I, I, perf- I get it. It's perfect. So I won my official uh, non-prize, basically, until the world starts to want to exist again. And then I can actually get the prize. That's not like a slight against everybody that ran a tournament. I love the tournament. I loved all the games we played. Had a ton of fun. I can't wait. I can't wait until the world is back on track and I get that cosmic late. So, yeah, winning that was definitely what made me happy this week. Oh, I also slaughtered my family at a... Nope, just end it there. No, uh, at Ticket, <laughs> Ticket to Ride today. I'm so good at Ticket to Ride. I'll challenge any of you people to Ticket to Ride. I'm Seriously. Uh so yeah, that's what made me have this week. Let's just go ahead, jump into the news. We actually have new dials. Very excited about it, so let's hit it. As you know, Simeon, everyone loves Raymond, but also they have a second love, and that is everyone loves Ivy, uh, which is the OP kit of Batman, Catwoman, and Poison Ivy. Do you want to go ahead and start us off? With, with your Ooh, yeah. and this OP kit. Ooh. So I'm going to cover number D19015, Poison Ivy herself. She's got improved movement through hindering Gotham City, Gotham City Sirens, and Scientist Keywords. Uh, real name, Pamela Isley. She's got one trait that is the green speaks to me. The green being, uh, that's like the whole like swamp thing. There's the green, the red you know, different DC things. Uh, during game setup, increase the result of your roll for first player by plus three, slash, slash. So that's a different part of the trait. Could just be two traits, but it's a different half of this trait. Probability control, but only to target characters occupying hindering terrain, regardless of line of fire. Which means on the right map, your whole team could be wow. uh, able to be get probed by her. Or, like, all of the opponents. I mean, I imagine that they'd try and position outside of it. But mm-hmm. um, one thing, I, I didn't bother to look ahead of a time to like to be correct on this. But it says, during game setup, increase the result of your roll for first player by plus three. It doesn't say anything about uh, that being, like, unique or anything. So I imagine that it would stack with her keywords. Um, she is a unique figure, though. So you wouldn't be able to play like multiples of her and get like a plus nine and yeah. play three and get a plus nine. That'd be silly. Uh, but it's a cool trait. She has a special attack power and a special defense power on her dial. Uh, she starts with both of them. So her dial is going to be five clicks long. She starts with sidestep and shape change on click one with a 10 attack, 17 defense. Her attack power is Blades, Claws, Fangs, free, 
make a close attack regardless of adjacency, but only to target a character that's adjacent to at least two of her barrier markers. And then her defense power gives her barrier with a range value of six. When Poison Ivy uses it, she may generate barrier markers in hindering water or obscuring mm. terrain. So she can just place barrier anywhere that's not blocking and within line of fire. So that's pretty cool. Um, and then she can free attack. So you could you could box an opponent in and then try and blades them. And with that that's 10 really attack... That's really cool. I like that. Uh, it's kind of thematic for her. Yeah, I think it's pretty sweet. Um, it's like reclaimed by nature so it's like uh you know like vines and thorns and stuff like that like climbing up over somebody and tying them down and then also hurting them so that's you know that's fun she gets some late dial poison one click of regen at the end with battle fury um kind of like a or no not battle fury that's support sorry i was gonna say (laughs) uh so she's got a nine attack so she's probably going to regen once you get there so that you can try and heal back up to her barrier clicks uh those are a little bit better in my opinion uh but she comes in at only 65 points and she's pretty solid little piece for sure for sure i enjoy the map wide prob it's really cool the barrier is neat so like she it's a very well-made figure to play within itself you know it gives you plus three to map to try to win a map with more hindering and then it doesn't try to mess with you by letting you have hindering. Instead, it's like, okay, you can also place barrier on your hindering. So it's very, it's super helpful. Like, she works really well within herself. Like, everything flows very well with her. It's all very, uh, I don't know I don't know how to say it. It works. It's awesome. It's very good figure design, I would say, for sure. I think, yeah, and I'm not sure, but I think for 65 points, uh, if you're running, like, a scientist theme, it might be worth putting her on there for the plus three and the prob. Mm. and like hindering um i'm not sure sure. if there's like a ton of scientists that thrive in like a hindering environment but well i mean all scientists are recluses kind of so maybe it does um they hide in the trees yeah they hide in the trees (laughs) well i mean the 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 new ones we just got in jlu are pretty cheap like star labs is only 15 points and is a scientist so you oh know, yeah, and you can three make, of three can of her really forty strong. Points. You can make a teams. really crazy, yeah, like high number uh, scientist theme for map. So you can totally get your hindering map. I'm gonna go ahead and talk about Batman and Catwoman because they're super crazy similar. They're both 65 points. They both have no special combat symbols. Um, Batman has four range. She does have, and the Catwoman has zero range. And then they both have the Batman ally team ability. They both have the exact same trait except to swap out the name Catwoman for Batman for whatever each person so uh we danced the dance for years sidestep passenger one but only to carry a character named catwoman or batman if batman or catwoman is adjacent to a friendly character named catwoman or batman modify attack and defense plus one and increase the d6 rolls uh by plus one when using super senses so it's specifically their own dc d6 rolls they have the exact same thing which means of course they both start with super senses so batman has combat reflexes and super senses for special defense top dial it's his only special power he has charge quake uh 10 11 3 with outwit he goes on some close combat expert some force blast in cap combat reflexes and outwit later pretty neat little dial kind of split up into sections they're both five clicks long he has a trait which is tools of his trade batman starts again with three utility belt tokens free remove a utility belt token and choose a standard attack power to use until your next turn this is kind of cool this is a semi callback to the 
um, Justice League Trinity War Batman who would just choose an attack power, but this is one's kind of like he's going through the belts and he can run out, which I think is a little more balanced than that one, which is kind of a bummer because this guy's only 65 points, uh, but without the crazy mobility that last one had. So choosing a special attack power is great, but he only has four range. He doesn't have any running shot. He has charge. So it's it's kind of situational. It's good to have those options, but you know you're not going to be able to like pulse wave you know every turn. So he's a lot more toned down than that one was. Catwoman, like I said, has the exact same trait. The whole that we've danced this dance for years. She also has tools of her trade, which she starts the game with three secret tokens free. Remove a secret token to choose a standard damage power to use until your next turn. Now this is better, right? You can just prob for a turn. You can choose perplex or outwit. Or if you really want to make a crazy dent in someone, you can choose close combat expert, you know, or, you know, all sorts of cool stuff. Her special attack power that she has for her first three clicks is going to be precision strike with giant reach three, which is awesome. She also has improved movement, ignores hindering and elevated. So does Batman. Forgot to mention that. They both have that. Catwoman's dial. She has shape change super senses top dial with a 10 speed with flurry, which is pretty solid. So she's, you know... 3 damage, 11 attack, precision strike, giant reach 3, flurry, and she can also choose a damage, you know, a damage power, so she can perplex up her attack or damage or whatever, which is pretty sweet for a turn. Um, and then after that, she has that for 3 clicks, she has 2 clicks outwit there in the middle, and then on her last 2 clicks, she just has charge blades, combat reflexes, and shape change. What I think is really funny is uh, they both have combat reflexes, late dial, and Batman even starts with it, part of his special defense power with super senses. But the name of her combat reflexes can do things Batman can't. And, like, you're literally doing the exact same thing <laughs> Batman can do. with the exact Because they both have the exact same stats, too, except for range. So it's, it's hilarious that that's, like, the name of that power. Like, all right, sure. Um, so, yeah, that's what Batman would that even be? Like, dodge a punch? Like, I... Yeah, Batman's never that's kind dodged of what combat a punch ref- before. Like, she yeah. might be more flexible or whatever. I know she, like, she's a cat burglar. She gets in tight spaces, whatever. But, like, come on like he's batman seriously yeah so the only difference in keywords is that she also has gotham city sirens and gotham city underworld uh but she does have batman family that batman obviously has gotham city detective martial artist and batman family i don't know why they don't give gotham city uh to the people from gotham city as well like catwoman has gotham city sirens and underworld but doesn't have like just gotham city just gotham city yeah and same thing with poison oh no poison ivy has gotham city okay so that's weird yeah, she she got it somehow. Maybe Catwoman. I don't know. You know, maybe it's like there's some deep Catwoman lore that I don't know that she's not actually yeah. from Gotham City. Who knows? She's a she immigrated there or something. Yeah. She was actually from Metropolis <laughs> she's for from a while down the, um, the shore. But yeah, that's so the, everyone loves Ivy's OP kit. Yeah, Catwoman sculpts new. Um, she's holding like a little bag of money and a whip. Uh, I cannot tell if Ivy's sculpt is new or if Batman's sculpt I, is new. I feel like Ivy's because, is world uh, for sure. I want to say. That, yeah. So I could be what wrong. they do with these is they make two two reused ones. Usually they go for like a super rare or something. Yeah. Um, it's hard to say this time. I don't think. Was Ivy? Ivy actually might have been a super rare in World World's Finest. like an uncommon. Like the uncommon prime. I don't Ivy, remember. Or like common or something like that. Let me check. I can check. But, uh, yeah, they do two, two re-sculpts of older sets and then one new sculpt for these OP kits. Um, gets a little bit more mileage out of the sculpts and also throws a new, hopefully, like, cool, flavorful one our way. Yeah. 
Batman and Poison Ivy were both commons from World's Finest, these sculpts. Ooh. Yep. That's a little sad. That, that explains the sculpts, though, because, uh, honestly, they look like literally any other Poison Ivy and Batman other than, like, the animated series ones. Oh, I mean, yeah, he's, like, he's, what, knees bent, going to throw a batarang, and she's just standing there with, like, her arm out or something? Yeah. 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 I like if Batman was Marvel, he probably would have gotten a new sculpt. Yep. <laughs> Marvel OP kits follow the same rules. They have one new sculpt and two reused sculpts. So what do you? Okay. But if Batman but was it's Marvel, possible. it's possible. I mean, Marvel and DC people both get one new sculpt each time. So yeah, you never know. Maybe if Batman was. I'd love Marvel. to get two uh, Marvel OP kits uh, to fill out the Squadron Sinister using all the old primes. That'd be pretty oh, sweet. We still need the the Green Arrow ripoff. No, no, we already have the Wonder Woman ripoff. Who else are we missing? Aquaman ripoff. Is that it? Just Green Arrow, uh, Aquaman uh, ripoff. I don't even guys. know if they had an Aquaman ripoff. Um, yeah, there's Hyperium, Doctor Spectrum, uh, Nighthawk, uh, Princess Power. Uh, was there a There's like some. I think that I swear. I think one of the guys' names was like Tom Thumb. And he was just like the Alfred to them or something like that. But that might be completely off. I I'm, I do not remember. It's been a long time since I read those books. Okay. Right on. I don't think I've ever read a Superior Squadron, Squadron Supreme, whatever they're called. But all right. Sweet, man. So that is, that's just, that's the news. Are you excited for this? What is this? Pump it, dump it. You going to try to chase any of these figures specifically in this OP kit? Uh, I'm definitely going to try and pick up all three. Um, they just Ooh. the Batman and Catwoman look like they'll be great on a team together, um, and then Poison Ivy can go on literally any scientist team I build, uh, just for that prob and bonus to the role. Awesome, awesome man. I'm definitely gonna try to pick up none of these. I, uh, I can't. Really <laughs> this is where I'm at. I'm sorry, DC. Speaking I of picking up uh, none of these, uh, so uh, the. Black Widow gravity feed sets oh, yeah. have leaked into a couple of targets, which is strange because uh, Alliance is shut down, so most of your local game shops and most online retailers are completely out of new clicks right now. They just can't physically get them right now. Uh, but Target has managed to get a couple because I'm guessing whoever is the vendor for Target, well, it's not the vendor for Target, but the vendor through Target, uh, must have had them on hand before Alliance shut down their warehouses. Um, so if you are close to a target, this is just a little PSA for you. If you are close to a target and you want to pick up some of the Black Widow figures, here are your your go-to little tips. One, check the toy aisles. These are usually uh, stocked by like the blind boosters. Sometimes they'll be back in the electronics section with... like. Literally, like, any blind booster, like, packs. It might be, like, near Funko Pops in, like, the electronics. Uh, depends on, like, what kind of size a target it is. Sometimes it is up by the registers where all, like, the trading card stuff is. And sometimes they throw them in, like, a random toy aisle that doesn't have, like, clear plastic figures. Um, and also, target employees will not be able to check quantities for you on these products they are they're stocked by a third-party vendor and so if you go in and you're like hey i'm looking for these hero clicks 
they'll be able to pull it up in their system and it'll say zero on hand because they are never inventoried by target and they are never received by target so they are not in the system in that capacity mm. I know and that's all like when I saw a Hobbit gravity feed or a Guardians of the Galaxy gravity feed they were always up at the front but that like pop culture stuff where the NECA stuff is so like the uh, TFT figures, the like horror stuff is sometimes placed by the Funko Pops. Like the adult collectibles is placed away from the toys, all that NECA stuff. And you know, obviously, Herohooks is a WizKids NECA product, so that's probably why it's getting put over there. I imagine. Um, yeah. But also, it's like a retail store, so some people just kind of throw stuff around. Yeah, so, and like their vendors have to like fight for space. So if it's like a NECA vendor and he's like hey, I need another shelf, and they're just like, nope, like, that's where we're gonna put, like, our yeah. toaster pastries, then, uh, he's just out of luck, so, um, yeah, it's hard to say if, like, how many targets are gonna get him and stuff like that, because you'd actually, you'd have to catch a vendor in the act and be like, where are they? And shake him, <laughs> and apparently they frown on that, so, yeah. Don't do that. Don't, don't take Simeon's <laughs> advice on that one, probably. Oh, but yeah. I, I really want to buy some Black Widow. It looks good. It looks good. But uh, none of the targets in my state have them. I don't know. Have you checked? Uh, have you been target lurking around? Uh, hunting for them? I I haven't. I'm just gonna wait until. I'm just gonna wait until uh my like local game shop pulls them in, and then I'll pick them all up. Um, but I do know at least two locations in Omaha had them because two different people got like oh, a close to full gravity feed. Um, so that's, yeah. Nice. Okay, right on. Also, like a little PSA, don't buy like any of the figures from the gravity feed at these crazy prices right now. They will be, it's not like Wonder Woman where the one Wonder Woman is just like nowhere to be found. Yeah. Uh, these figures will be like in heavy supply after everything reopens. Um, so if you can wait like a month, You'll be perfectly fine. That's kind of a PSA for JLU too. Like, all, like you're not playing Hero Clicks right now, you know? Yeah. So you can't use them in real yeah, not life. Physically. All of the ROC right. online events have been post rotation where you don't have to actually. I think I, I assume you don't actually have to own the figures to play, uh, since the majority of people can't own those figures anyways. Um, so you don't need to be going crazy buying these. What do you like? Chill out. Save your save your wallet. Buy things you need, like food or whatever, like right now. Like, come on. <laughs> so, for sure. Oh, man. But is that it? Is that all for news that we want to do? I think that's all we've got, yeah. All right. We're going to try something new this week, guys. You you hear me and Simeon yammer and gab and talk about stuff every single week. But do you really know us? Sort of. We let those scary little bits of our personality fly through our mouths every time we have an opinion. <gasps> Whew, can't have too many of those nowadays. But um, so let's go ahead. And I know we almost always, whenever we were on the show the first time, we always did an interview. But when you do an interview as a guest, I've noticed this and, you know, kind of seen it myself too from experience. You don't nearly remember all of the guests, nor do you remember the first time me or Simeon were on the show like that well and actually even noticed us as guests. Just the way it happens. I love being guests on podcasts, but a lot of people, like, unless the guest really crazily stands out, they really don't remember them too often as guests. So. Me and Simeon are just going to go back and forth, ask each other questions, and have this really nice sit-down conversation chat, 
And it's like you're in the room. You get to listen to us, you know. It'll be fun. I guess what, this is a podcast. You're always in the room listening to us, but here we are. Mm-hmm. This is what we're doing. I want this yes. to have a really nice feel to it. So, Simeon, what's a Heroclix team that you felt like a scumbag for playing? Um, anytime I played Vulture, uh, mm. like I did, I did several variations on Vulture. My first one had Phil Coulson on it, and uh, so I could auto equip the Exo Specs. Um, my second yeah, one but, had but you only had Steve Phil Rogers. Coulson on it after Daniel Powell said you could have Phil Coulson on it, right? Like you didn't have Phil well, Coulson so on like it yeah, I There's had no Phil way. Coulson before the TK trick where like TK it's not really a trick. Uh, like before TK could destroy un- indestructible objects, I had him on there to give a Walking Woods super strength and then uh, lose super strength. So like drop it or like KO the Walking Woods. And so it drops and then equip it that way. It became a lot easier when they were just like, oh, you can just totally TK an indestructible object and then just, you know, it's just destroyed. That's how okay. things work. So that was your strategy. So, nice. Yeah, my strategy had a few more steps, and it wasn't quite as good because I relied on more stuff. But that um, was before it definitely became more streamlined. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, my second variation was with uh, Sheriff Steve Rogers. So this was when Vulture started really picking up, and I was like, I want a Vulture team that can win even if it goes second, and like I get Alpha Striked or Alpha Struck. I don't know. Um, and that team, I actually don't feel super bad about that team because going against other Vulture teams, it was still like a struggle. Like it still came down to like pure dice chance. Like if they rolled, I think they had to roll like an above like a seven or eight, like multiple times before they finally could like crack my whole team. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still felt really bad going against literally any other team. Because you could just, I mean, for the most part, just like TK out and just like walk, like just walk through teams in like two turns. Okay, gotcha. Right on. What about you, Calder? What's team a team I that felt- you you feel you feel real bad about playing? I normally don't feel bad because I normally don't build uh, good teams, but <laughs> but um. What would I have to do? Okay, it's not necessarily a team I felt bad about playing, but it was kind of like how I played it sometimes I felt like bad about. Uh, during Rock, uh, Rocktober this last year, there was a singles X-Men event, and I pulled really well. I pulled uh, Cassandra Nova, a Sentinel, Bastion, um, yeah, Bastion, Cassandra Nova, and Bolivar Trask, and I think that was like my team. Plus, I pulled a Sentinel for Bastion to bring in, a guard command and a friend of humanity. I, I pulled every single figure that those guys could brought in. They could bring in, so I could spawn all those figures off the board, which is great without paying for them. Um, but this this one game against a Nimrod, um, Nimrod still scares me. I don't know, like he's he's hard without pulse wave. You just I don't even want to make attacks against him. So the entire last like, gosh, it felt like forever, like 15 minutes of the game. I, this is basically stalling. Like, in my head, it didn't feel like I was stalling at the time, but it basically was. I would just sidestep, move away from Nimrod with Bastion, carry my whole team, and then sidestep, move Bolivar Trask. And then I would def- do the free barrier with Bastion 
And when he does barrier, the first time he's like, okay, I'll shoot you. And I'm like, uh uh-uh, let's check this out. The barrier blocks line of fire to Colossals. So that was like the whole game. It, it was like literally just moving that far away from Nimrod and barriering so he couldn't get a line off. He would eventually get a shot sometimes because I screwed up on placement. But yeah, for like that was like the last 10 or 15 minutes, and it was the most stupid like way to play that game. I didn't I don't know why because I felt bad because I wasn't making attacks with anyone. I was just like I'd already killed the rest of his team except for Nimrod, and so I was literally just running out the clock by barriering his free and like moving back and forth. I'm like I could have been making attacks. I have free support on Sentinel, so even if I took damage, it would be fine. You know, like I could have rolled dice for goodness sake. Like I felt like a total scumbag after that game. Like that was that was the one time I was like that was such a a jerk thing to do. So yeah. At least you didn't build your team around it though. Um, no, uh, he doesn't start with that. Like it's like halfway through his dial. I yeah I built uh, this was like shortly after uh, the Mighty Thor came out and Unimind was like real popular to play. I built an anti Unimind. What I thought was like an anti Unimind team, and it was uh, double Joker's Wild Green Lantern double. Uh, a Meridroid, some other random stuff that gave me a past keyword so I could throw them on an indoor map. I think it was like Devil Dino and some other stuff that doesn't make doesn't really matter too much because the whole premise was Devil Dino would spawn his uh, whatever bystander I didn't think was like necessary to like keep um, to like Homicide okay. Crab or like whatever you know. I'd be like, this one probably won't help me this game. I'd spawn that, I'd send it up, I'd let them attack one, and then I'd retaliate with a Meridroid. And most people didn't realize, uh, because they didn't play him, that he gets to place you within six squares of himself, regardless of if he hits with his retaliation. So mm-hmm. most of the time, I didn't even care if I hit. I would just place them, and then I would alternate putting up a barrier around that figure with each Green Lantern indefinitely for the rest of the game. So I would, like, I'd drop my barrier, make an attack or two, put my barrier back up, other Green Lantern would clear, I'd drop the barrier, <laughs> make an attack or two. It was, like, so... Uh, there was only two teams that I faced against that were running, like, one-man army-style teams. Yeah. And you could just tell, like, how defeated they were by, like, turn three of me doing this where they're just like there's there's no way i get out of this like i can't break barrier like i can't break a barrier and move in the same turn yeah because like luckily they didn't have access to sidestep or whatever um so yeah it was just that was also a bad team i made you know i did feel like a scumbag whenever i played the zombie team base but that's what blows my mind the most is the zombie team base is so good like no matter what it's still amazing. Like, if I could play that in a modern event right now and do really well. Like, the zombie team base is so dumb. I love it so much. But I do feel bad about playing that sometimes. Mm. What was the first, like, team you remember making? Like, once you finally had, like, independent thought as a Heroclix player and were just playing randomly, whatever. Like, what was the first one you brought to, like, a venue? Oh, man. Uh... The first team I the first team I remember making was like a swarm of head pools, uh, kid pool, and some other like one of the other Deadpool core that was like a common or uncommon from that set. Maybe it was dog pool or something. Sure. Um, 
And so head pools are like, they've got this TK, but only to throw themselves, I think, kind of thing. And Other people can throw them, I think. Okay. I think yeah, it was like some, some weird thing. Except, like, that doesn't do any damage, so you have to hope that they stick around long enough to do their, like, one damage exploit de- attack that they've got. Yeah. Uh, it was a real bad team. It wasn't well thought through, but, like, it was it was just kind of, like, fun and goofy, and uh, I had a bunch of head pools, so I figured I'd make a swarm out of it. And then I think one of my, like, first successful builds was a Mojo... It was like Masters and Minions build. So Mojo was like the master. And then I was pretending that he put together like a horror movie thing and had a bunch of amazing Spider-Man vampires and werewolves Mm. to like go with him. And uh, the old Mojo from back in the day had like some some weird like protection stuff against like range. Not the same as the new one, but it was similar. And he could like choose like a column or row and opposing characters couldn't like move through it or past it or whatever. That's kind of weird. Hmm. Yeah, I don't remember him very well, but I remember he was full of shenanigan. Shenanigans. No, just the one, just shenanigan. Oh, just shenanigan. That was his, he was a one-trick pony. Yeah. The shenanigan. Was, yeah. <laughs> ah, X Men, you fooled my shenanigan. That's not how he talks. He talks super weird. And like, I was not ready to hear his voice in the uh, animated series. Because I'm like, oh, yeah. is that what we think Mojo it's like sounds a like? Okay. Perpetually full of, like, pudding. It was Like, weird. his mouth is like, yeah. always full of, like, some sort of gross food. Yeah. Was, there's always these gross chewing sounds. Mm. X-Men animated series. What a weird show. I, You know, when I when I grew up, I actually really hated that theme song. I did not enjoy it at all. Mm-hmm. Like, if I can be really vulnerable right now, I was like, what is this? This is dumb. He's supposed to be saying, like, Earth. Wind, fire, uh, four nations. <laughs> like, like that's that's like or like um, what was like the best the best theme song as a kid? It's a Drake and Josh theme song. This is really off topic, sorry, but like everybody keeps saying like, oh, the X Men theme song is so good. It's like this metal, and like as a kid, I'm like, it's kind of spooky music because it would come on at like 2 a.m. <laughs> but like it was really late at night when X Men would come on on like Disney XD or whatever. So it was like super late, and I'm like, this is like really heavy stuff for a kids show. You know, and already when you're like an early 2000s kind of kid, well, I'm, I'm not, I was born in the 90s, but anyways, when you're when you're watching old 90s shows, they already kind of freak you out a little bit, and like not to mention it's like 2, 3 a.m. Like Spider-Man would come on, and like Venom was scary, dude. Like 90s Spider-Man oh, yeah. Venom was like actually kind of terrifying. Same thing with Morbius, like the whole Morbius saga. I was like, how is this a kid's show? You know, then you switch it over to George Lopez and eventually pass out. So oh, that's my. Uh, it's a low rider. Like that's, that's how you watched TV in 2005 or wherever. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Good times. Uh, that's not Heroclix related. Sorry, guys. So it's my bad. So Calder. So Simeon. I've heard that you came in third place at a sexy ranch hand competition behind Matthew McConaughey and Chance McCall. Uh, you got any insight in that? Uh, what's yeah, uh, comment. So it was a little rigged, right? So Matthew McConaughey can obviously afford the Magic Mike trainer he had. So it was already really unfair for me. I can't afford a trainer like that. So uh, I did lose in the washboard ranch abs competition. That was really rough. They couldn't actually play it like a washboard in an old-fashioned jug band. Uh, My abs did not have the definition of Matthew McConaughey's. 
Chance McCall won that round. Um, also did not have the washboard abs like one Matthew McConaughey, but he I think he sweet talked to judges. I'm not gonna lie. I think he has that Florida man energy that just kind of fools people. Like mm. Chance is a talker. People don't know that about Chance McCall. He a lot of things get through, and you're like, whoa, whoa, what did I just agree to? And it's like, doesn't matter. You're my husband now. And it's like, ah, oh, I didn't even know what happened there, Chance McCall. But Got okay. Tiger Kinged. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I didn't even want to reference that. I haven't even seen that stupid show. And I don't <laughs> want to watch that stupid show so bad. Um, but anyways, yeah, no, the, the ranch hand competition was tough. I did. Now, third place, I think specifically, uh, several things from my downfall besides the washboard app competition. Uh, the throw in hay bales. Uh, I'm I'm going to I'm gonna say here, I think my bales were, I think everybody else was throwing alfalfa and I was throwing hay. I'm pretty sure they were throwing a lighter bale. Now, I can't say this. I'm, I'm not trying to say it was rigged or anything, but it might have been a little rigged. Now, in in the calf roping, killed it, killed it, right? I'm you not shouldn't the best. do that. You're supposed to I, rope. No, no, okay. Not kill him. <laughs> I did not kill him. I did not kill him. It wasn't the veal competition. Z. Jeez, jeez, Simeon, terrible, so bad. <laughs> and then the uh, the boot run. I was great. I'm crazy fast. Faster than people think I am. Like, Matthew McConaughey didn't have the wind for it. It was too much of that that sexy Magic Mike dancing he was doing. That's not real cardio. Now, people that actually, like, dance for a living might say, like, oh, dancing is cardio. No. Running after <laughs> cows and horses, especially when a cow is trying to kill you, and they, like, they think you're going to touch their baby, that's cardio, ladies and gentlemen. Running away from, from a, like, a one-ton animal, that's terrifying. And you, you don't know speed, like, you really don't know how fast you can go until a mama cow is looking at you like you're, you're cud, ready to be chewed. Like, that was it. But yeah, no, it was a tough competition. Once again, uh, good job, Chance McCall, being first place. The fact that you beat Matthew McConaughey still impresses me. Once again, I do believe you sweet-talked the judges, though. 100%. <laughs> All, right. Sim- All right. Simeon. How many how many light poles did you fall off of before you finally figured out <laughs> that you need to clip that little thing? Oh, uh, man. How many how many blows to the head did you take specifically from those like two hundred something footfalls that you were taking all the time, and how has that affected your hero clicks playing so far? You think I I, I took multiple hundred footfalls to the uh, straight to the head, not to the legs first. No, no, I no. was fall head first. It's the easiest way to travel. Um, no, you know, uh, I have yet to fall, so it's it's all the like uh, oh, all really? the beams and stuff in the way as you're like crawling through uh, that you know normally knock me in the head. Um, that's that's why you play the way you do. Okay. Yeah. Luckily, uh, I it actually made me a lot better at remembering to roll for like all the powers that most people forget. So. Um, like X-Men team ability, uh, I always remember to roll for that one. Willpower, that's one that most... I think everyone I've ever played against has forgotten to roll for willpower at some point during the game. Um, and you always remember that. I've noticed. That's really good. Yeah, so yeah. I actually think it's made me real real much better. I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> Not if I tried. All right, Calder. Are you a All right, a rice or a noodle person? I like rice. I really I really enjoy. We don't normally have rice uh, on the ranch, but uh, if I'm cooking, I always make brown rice. I um 
I'm not a very good eater, like a clean eater. If we're having noodles, spaghetti or something, do you do that weird sucking like thing to get the noodles? Oh yeah, you got flop. to. They kind of flop everywhere and get like your chin all spaghetti marinara saucy. So yeah, I just do rice. Rice is like a safe bet. Sticky rice where it kind of like it sticks together, clumps up. You don't have to worry about all the little rice bits falling over off your fork. Um, I always is there, eat rice with a fork. Is there a no difference between long grain rice and a noodle? Or is long grain rice just a really short noodle? There's there's a 100% <laughs> difference between uh, a noodle, which is wheat, <laughs> like turned into a noodle, and then rice, which is rice, like the way it is planted and everything. Huh. Yeah, two completely different things. You don't actually just grow noodles. Noodles are actually uh, a dough, which is separated and stringed. And there's this huge process to even make what we know as a noodle. Fun fact. I don't believe any of this. I have no. yet to see a rice plant in real life. So until I see both a rice plant and a lack of noodle plants, I will just assume that they both exist. Despite how you look and sound, you are in fact not from the rice fields. That's not that's that's a that's a tropical thunder reference. That's not a uh, uh let's skip it. Let's move past that. No comment on what I just said. What is what was your first competitive team like you ever brought to an event where you were like, yeah. This is totally like your very first ever competitive event, whether that be like a States or WKO or whatever, like before you kind of knew what competitive style Heroclix was and what you really needed to make a team from there. Like what, what did you look at in building a competitive team? Did you like listen to podcasts before you were like getting jazzed and ready for a competitive event? Did you like write in? Did you look at any YouTube channels or were you just like, uh, I really, I really like you know, Days of Future Past Wolverine, and I'm going to put the Phoenix Force on him or whatever, you know, like, what was your first competitive no, so like? Your first competitive experience, like, ever? I was listening to, like, several different podcasts, mostly just to, like, see, like, what kind of, like, the going, the going idea of, like, what a competitive team was for my first event. Um, I'm lucky enough that uh, my, the judge at one of my local venues is Devin Adams of Happy Little Hero Clicks, so he's Never like a great it. resource, <laughs> uh, great channel. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so he, he was a great resource for, like he he still is uh, for bouncing like ideas off of and stuff like that. Um, and he's always got like some like kind of like out there ideas, and that's like something I usually look for. I don't like like if something's been played twice and it's a popular play like Kobic Trader. You will never find me playing that combo just because it was played enough where like I think like you know people have seen it. I want to play like the thing that people aren't expecting, whether it's garbage or not. And so uh, the first event that I ever played was only a few months after I started playing at uh, Krypton, and that was the like after the Mighty Thor drop. That was the team with the the barrier tech and Devil Dino. And all that stuff. So that was something that Devin helped me kind of come up with, where I was like, "Ooh, like I could just do mm. a past theme with so Devin like, is these also guys. to blame for that team. That's good to know. Yes, yeah, a little bit. So like, I think he's the one that suggested a Maradroid, tossing them back. Um, I think he also suggested like to keep it like themed, 
so that I could stay indoors. It, I mean, this is like three or four years ago now, so I don't remember exactly. Uh, but I guess it would have been three because Mighty Thor came out in 2017. But uh, anyhow, yeah. So that was how I got my first team idea. Um, I kind of just like judged what the metric would be, and I was like, it sounds like Unimind is kind of like an unstoppable force. I bet everyone will bring it. And boy, was I incorrect. There was maybe two Unimines. Um, a lot more goes into like competitive. So like I, I had one ID card back then, and that was the Spider-Man ID card with the Cosmic Spider-Man. And I called it in once, and it failed, and then it got KO'd, and that was bad. Uh, so that, that already, like, I just didn't really like the sideline stuff. Um, seeing how much it affected the game, though, really, like, changed my outlook on competitive. Um, not in, like, a bad way. Just, like, I really didn't... I thought you could just bring in, like, a team with good synergy and just, like, do the thing. But it turned out, like, very quickly, it was like, if you don't have a Cyclops ID, then, you know, what are you even doing? Like, welcome to competitive, where yeah. you need this ID, or else what are you doing? That's pretty true. That's pretty true. Yeah. And then, was... uh, from then, I, I don't remember where where I, I went to the, uh, the next event, or what I played... Um, I know it didn't go straight from that to Vulture, but it kind of feels like it because whatever I did in the interim, I know in like 2018, I was running the triple tri Sentinel, uh, just still, still doing the double, uh, green lanterns from Joker's wild triple tri Sentinel sheriff strange, uh, you know, tank, I had gotten, I had upped my game, so I had Nightshade. I had a whole bunch of IDs because no one on my team actually made attacks. It was all like ID mm. cards and free damage from the Sentinels. Three so, Tri-Sentinels, huh? Three. Yeah. Three Tri-Sentinels, huh? Hmm. Yeah, three. Thank you for staring at me while I play hmm. this game, unnamed hmm. spectator. Um, <laughs> but that was 2018 Worlds. Uh, that was like that was the last like. Uh, truly unique like team i think i like brought um ever You're since pretty then, uncreative kind of... so that doesn't surprise me <laughs> yeah it, it's after that it's like you know it's been vulture which like vulture and hawk arms was like an obvious thing that a lot of people pointed out um hawkeye avengers was another like real easy thing to do it was like people that make a ton of attacks for their points is just always like wow like why not well, why not? Yeah. Well, why not? Yeah. I think about the kind of characters it? that should make a ton of attacks are like ones under seventy-five points for sure. I mean, that would be the best. Like Wolverine should have flurry and a free attack if an X-Men was attacked, you know, for fifty points. Absolutely. And give him perplex and uh, leadership and a free. If you have a stop click, he can't be able to be KO'd easily. Yeah, yeah. He's only fifty points. Fifty-point characters can't be allowed to be killed easily that's ridiculous no, that's silly so what was what was your first big event like build your middle-sized event build yeah because in south dakota there's not really any any real big events let's be honest here so it was for the longest time i never really traveled for hero events um 
they they were too far away from my house to justify really going to nor was i that great at the game so it was my first event was in 2016 i want to say maybe 2016 2015 something like that um it was the first south dakota states it may not have been the first south dakota states but it was like one of them and i was actually in sioux falls for an anime convention called i don't remember what it was called whatever it's no longer it was like it was literally one year one and done some crazy rich person was like i'm gonna get five power rangers jessica negri uh the half the voice cast of steven universe and they're all gonna be at this big convention we're gonna put south dakota sioux falls convention on the anime alpha that's what it's called anime alpha and we're gonna put it on the map they had a video game room that had like a ton of arcade cabinets normally conventions around here are just like somebody has like three or four ps3s and like old nintendos and stuff like that like that's normally the game room the dude was like arcade cabinets a bunch of game cubes for smash bros stuff like that like he had tons of stuff ps4s xbox ones whatever you name it he had switches weren't even out yet had switches you know basically <laughs> uh and it was huge and like jessica negri is like one of the most known cosplayers ever because of her amazing craftsmanship let's go with that um anyways and she also dated I, that one game show guy. Uh, what was it? Was it like X Play? I don't remember. That was back when like there was I actual watch, video game channels. Watch, yeah, on TV. video game channels. X Play was awesome because I would always watch and wait for their. Um, I don't know if it was X Play or a different one, but they had like a cheat code segment, like how to like find the cheat codes in the game. When you're a kid, oh, yeah, you're yeah. PS2, and you're like, oh, what's a cheat code? You know, they sold you like cheat code books at Walmart. You know, when you don't have the internet, it's so weird. Even if it's like 2007 or whatever, mom doesn't let you use her computer. So it's like, oh, how do I get a cheat code in a video game? Like, what? This video game, because you're a kid and you're bad at video games. Like, how do I can make it easier? What? Infinite ammo? Like, that stuff is like, blows your mind as a kid. Um, couldn't watch that channel, though. They swore too much. Or like, they were just weird. I think they were just like weird, <laughs> hot topic looking people in that channel. You know what I mean. I mean, you're one, Simi. Yeah. You understand. So. Yes. My first event. <laughs> that's, that's rude. You don't have like earrings <laughs> or anything. Uh, my first event. Not Basically, you know I was, I was not that I know of. I mean, where else would they? Never mind. Uh, never mind. Let's, <laughs> let's keep it there. Uh, but basically, I was there for an anime convention. But also, I was like, well, Saturday, I can go to this event, and then I can still make it in time to watch my friends at the cosplay competition. So let's do that. And I loved the Trinity War Lex Luthor. So, and I liked ID cards. I really did. Um, I didn't play in any of like the summer OP kits because, like I said, venues were like three hours away. So I, or, I had to buy all that stuff. So I had like the round table. I, I literally went to the venue the day before and was like, I need a. I'm making a Metropolis theme team. And it's going to be Lex Luthor at 200 points, the subterfuge one. It's going to be the 45-point Lex Luthor from the Batman vs. Superman set because he has Perplex and Prob, but he can prob a Superman anywhere on the map. And then I need one henchman's goon, like one or two henchman's goons, right, for Mastermind Fodder and Enhancement so I can, like, buff people's powers whenever I would call them in. And I did I did really bad at that event, and this is where I got my hatred of Mary Marvel. Because in my very <laughs> first game, I played just two Mary Marvels, and I'm like, this is your 300-point team? I'm like, oh, I'm gonna smoke this guy. Well, my team's got ID cards. It's got whatever, and it's like, uh, both Mary Marvels based me, um, and I didn't really have a very good way to break away. And I tried to break away with Lex, couldn't rerolled it, still couldn't break away. And I was like, oh, I guess I just sit here, and you'll be able to attack me next turn. That sucks. That was before you know people came up with the idea of giving Lex the um, whatever the the one 
the one thing, the lust, I think, was the relic with the sidestep plasticity, so he wouldn't be able to be, um, whatever, bogged down as easy. But that was my first yeah. team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I won like I think one game. Oh, I won two games that day because I called in the AVS Captain America and like close combat experted somebody's uh, Mister Mixelplick uh, for like six damage. Uh, it's like my call in, and I just like dusted his Mister Mixelplick, and I felt awesome. Um, and then I just stayed away from Zombie Super Scroll for the rest of the game, and like that was it. <laughs> and then I like I beat some guy who just had like a, a Flash Rogues team, and yeah, that was that was my first like competitive Hero Clicks event was that very first South Dakota States, and I'm still super proud of that Lex team. And it blows my mind that I actually played something of independent thought from like the internet that was actually competitive. I and then like later I did not play as much competitive stuff when I was trying to play competitively, but. And okay, another side tangent for this event, which I really enjoyed, was the, the also the night before. So after I went to, it was at Dragon's Den in, in Sioux Falls. Before that place didn't do Heroclix anymore. Uh, I went there and I bought all those like Batman vs Superman boosters, wasted all my money on those so I could just get Lex and one henchman's goon. And then in my hotel, I uh, I used the printer <laughs> to print off a uh, Justice League team ability uh, ATA card that I could use in the event. Nice. So yeah, and then I left like knife marks in our hotel room because I I cut it out. <laughs> uh, so on it's one of their tables. I don't know. I don't think like, I got a, a fine for did it. Did you like but... stab into the paper to cut it? You weren't like oh fold it and cut along the fold. I did not you do that. Like... I just straight stabbed into the paper. Yeah. Very nice. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's what I did. One of my one of my uh, favorite alternate memories of being at a competition with you. I wasn't even playing against you. I was just sitting next, like, this is, like, before I, like, knew you, like, relatively well. Before I was just sitting next me. to you. Yeah. Somewhere, yeah. Uh, I think you were playing against Kevin Nelson. Um, somebody had Shredder clone with the Duel of Twisted Fates, and you were playing some sort of X-Men team because you had two Moiras, and he picked mm. one of the Moiras for the duel, and he's like, do you have anything that can... Uh, like distinguish like which Moira is which and you just like flip out this knife <laughs> oh. hold the base down and you just like carved like an x into the base uh, like as i'm like sitting there and i was just like oh he really doesn't like duel of twisted fates he apparently like really really doesn't like that trait <laughs> i remembered that oh man that's hilarious oh that's awesome yeah it actually wasn't an x-men team it had blackbird and moira but it was um I was using uh, Sam Cap because I was calling it X Men People. Oh, and there you go. I was yeah. Using him to like buff them up. Yeah, that was actually a really great game. Uh, it came down to what was it? I had a full point Iceman. Like I called him in. Like I real boyed in a Chase Iceman that I borrowed from Chris Rizzi, who lived in Canada at the time. Um, yeah, I called in that full point Iceman, and he had just. Uh, overdrive left, but I had nothing else left. So like every all of my team was technically gone except for this full point Iceman. Uh, and then time was called, and I was so mad because like, oh no, I, like I was totally gonna win, but uh, yeah, didn't win fast enough. If you don't win fast enough, it's not really winning. So so you lost was, by like thirty five points yeah, plus IDs. Yep. Yeah. So that was real rough. That was really Dang. rough. But that was a fun team. That was a really fun event. I remember during that event, I think. Like, obviously, it's before we knew each other. Like, we think we both went to Subway. I remember thinking, like, who the hell does this guy think he is? Subway's my thing. <laughs> I, I eat a Subway sandwich. <laughs> no. Like, that was, like, pro- that was probably my legitimate thought at 
what was what I must have been 18 or something like that at the time. I was like, who the hell does this guy think he is? Eating that subway. Coming to the subway. This dumb beard. Thinks yeah. he works out. I work out. <laughs> Come on. But like this is like three years ago when I worked out. We when were I was like, self-conscious about how I looked. So yeah. His arms aren't even half the size of my that arms. Is, that is 100% what, what I thought. What is... and like 100% your arms were way bigger. Like there's no way. Uh, uh. <laughs> But I think yeah. everybody has that thought at some point. Dude, if, like if they've been working out for so a while, real. it's so yeah. Bad. You always I, uh, you always look at like the guy in the gym that's like slightly bigger than you, and you're like, mm-hmm. he's not that much bigger. Not that much. Bigger. Like, like he's he's probably just a little bit bigger, but like yeah, it's probably so mostly like, water weight. I'm more I'm more cut than he is at least. Yeah, like, I can see my. my but his cardio more. sucks. Yeah, like, and then you start the doing all this stuff where like you don't even care about. It. You're like, oh, is that a squat? I do like 20 pounds more than that guy. What in the world? And you're like, bro, come on. Yeah. yeah. He's on like a completely different like uh, regimen than you. But like yeah. you're like, huh, huh, I'll put an extra five pound on each side of my bench. That'll That's show right. him. He he totally cares. So when I had a, uh, when I was an intern at the uh, state capitol in South Dakota, I would go to the Anytime Fitness every single day. So I got used to seeing like the really big fat powerlifter guys. Sorry if you're a fat powerlifter guy, by the way. Um, but they were, they were strong. Like they, they were like benching like three or four plates on each side, but they were like big and fat and you couldn't tell they worked out on sec- when they were in the gym. I'm not meaning that to offend anybody. Like they were obviously crazy, strong beasts of nature. Um, but anyways, and I was, I was seeing them work out. I'm like, dang, those guys are way stronger than I am. So I started to like, uh, dumbbell press like fifties instead of like whatever, like thirties I was probably at like then. Um, and I was like really crazy struggling, but like eventually I started to get better at that. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to put two plates on each side. Never once benched in my entire life. Never even tried the bar. I put up two plates and, uh, well, I couldn't get, uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't put clips on. So I just threw them off to each side and made a really loud noise and felt like an idiot and then put them back and then just oh, yeah. left. It's like halfway through my workout. The only time, left. the only time I'll put clips on like bench is if I'm doing like warm up reps and I just don't want them to like slide a little bit, like mm. if you don't want it to like the the weight to like slowly work its way out or whatever. Yeah. Because I, I I don't know I've got OCD about them sliding out a bit, but uh, yeah, getting up to two plates is a uh, it's pretty rough um, for like for for I mean for some people they're just genetically like already there by the time they're like 16. I think The Rock was benching like. 375 when he turned 18 because he was a huge crazy sized teenager yeah he's the rock but man. uh but no for me like i i was benching over my own weight for a long time before i finally started putting on weight mm, there you go sorry and that's not a, that's not impressive I'm sorry guys. because <laughs> I, weighed, I weighed nothing yeah speaking of uh hero clicks calder um what's your favorite superman uh, none of them. I've, I've still yet to play a Superman. I've not once played... Oh, that's a lie. Uh, my Lex Luthor team had uh, Super Doom as a call-in, because he had Battle Fury and Precision Strike. So, that's the only... Technically, he's not really Superman. I know he's Kal-El, uh, but he's not Superman, he's Super Doom. That's the only Superman I've ever played. So, the only Kal-El figure I've ever huh. played. So, I guess he is. I always thought that uh, the boxing ring Superman, the Superman from Superman versus Muhammad Ali would be really great with the uh, Mjolnir object because he's got like eight range but if you play him at 75 points he's got Battle Fury Flurry Precision Strike uh, 
something like that, sidestep. So he still like can use the eight range for the Mjolnir object. He just can't make ranged attacks. But yeah. you could sidestep and flurry somebody like eight squares away with the Superman team ability and Precision Strike Battle Fury. So no no shape change and minus one on uh, super senses. I always thought that'd be really good, but uh, turns out there's a lot of stuff that's way better. So that's true. I think people m- did run that Superman though. Like I don't know if he was actually ran competitively. You know what? Speaking of this, what was your favorite team? Like that you ever saw someone else run competitively, or non-competitively? I guess maybe it doesn't really matter. But like, I know seeing like some competitive teams where I was like, oh, I didn't know that could be. I didn't know that was allowed to be competitive. Like in my small mind, I was like, oh, really? Huh? You got you got third place with that? That's cool. Um. So like, I've got a couple uh, that like stick out. Uh, when I first heard that PJ Bolin was successful in using oh, a I never heard uh, Odin <laughs> Odin Prime from Mighty Thor. Uh, or Destroyer Odin, I guess, is what it was called. Um, when I first heard he was successful with that, I was like, oh, sweet. And I was like looking at it, and I was like, yeah, I could see that. This thing's like a beast. Really cool. And then I was a little bit disappointed when I found out it was just to do double call-ins, uh, like call-in two IDs in a turn. That was a little bit disappointing. Still like a really cool build, and like kind of like outside-the-box kind of stuff. Um I can't remember the guy's name, but he he brought to like some Krypton event the common Green Lantern from Elseworlds that could carry, and on a five, you could give somebody an action, like somebody that he a- carried could be given an action after the carry resolved, and on a six, two people could be given the action. I think they had to be more points than him, and he was like 55 points. Um, he played that Green Lantern with two... 056 Nick Fury's uh, the Nick Fury what was it the balls of fury Nick Fury so he could back then this was prior to like the the rule change on prob you would carry up and then prob the d6 roll uh, to see if anyone could take an action and if like he got a five or six then he would have one of the Nick Furies like outwit something and the other one just like blasted away and so that was it was like a really simple but like really effective team, and I thought that was kind of funny, uh, even though it was like heavily meta because of that figure. It was still mm. just pretty cool. Um, I think Devin's like Anarchy teams are the other one that's oh, like I hated that so much. Oh, I hated that I, team. Everyone does. Everyone hates Anarchy because it's like it closes so much of the map to you. It's just like even though you might reduce the damage or you might not care if like you take the damage for one reason or another. It just like turns the game of like hero clicks from like like you know your positioning, you know like your first like turn pretty much all the time. All of a sudden like half the map is inaccessible to you unless you want to take the chance of damaging yourself. And it's just like so crazy. And then yeah, all of his teams that like exploded on contact were also pretty great. Um I think they were basically the same team with Anarchy, but uh, he also ran Anarchy with Eternity. Yeah, Eternity. Um, and so that variation was a little bit different, but I just loved Anarchy's board control, and going against it was pretty awful almost every single time. Mm, yeah, not fun. Not fun. Do so you have... 
what's your favorite team that you've ever gone against and uh why is it my wwe prezer card team it was not it was not uh that team sucked and i hated it why was it my eddie guerrero Um, q trelane team and i was that team also sucked um (laughs) because i couldn't make i couldn't do anything ah I, I hate not being able to play Heroclix. That's that's my least favorite thing when I'm playing Heroclix is not being allowed to play Heroclix by the opposing team. Um, and I mean, I made attacks, sure, but like, all for naught, because this D6 is a 1 and that D6 is a 1 and not, you hit yourself. I'm like, ah, yes, yes I did. Pardon me, Q, <laughs> Trelane, how dare I think I could... Just make an attack like that. How rude. After you already missed your shape change, and then we're going to roll super senses anyways, or whatever. No. It was I, super sweet when you succeeded uh, your super senses with Spider-Man, and you were like, yeah! And I yeah. was like, hey, that super sense rolls a one. It's a one. <laughs> just so like, so no! <laughs> I, I hate Q so much. I really hate Q. Trelane, not, as, not technically as bad. He's got power action to do it, whatever. It's better. Um, I hate Q so much, bro. I, oh, I hate Star Trek. I hate that, like, of all things, they show Star Trek and not Star Wars, and then I have to play against a character from Star Trek I'm not, I haven't even, like, heard of, like, through the grapevine. Instead of, like, a Kirk or Picard or a Geordi LaForge, who, like, I sort of know, like, yeah, a Reading Rainbow guy, instead it's, like, some dude whose name is Q, like, one letter, you know, like, who cares, Mr. T, Mr. Q, like, I, I hate you. I, I heavily dislike you, sir. And I want to buy all of your... Pri- if, I, if I had the money, I would buy all those primes and stomp them. Like, I hate them so much. <laughs> uh, but a team I actually enjoyed playing against, anyways. Like, one of my favorite competitive teams I ever saw was, like, someone like got third place, like a Guy Gardner, War of Light Ellie. And I was like, that's that's awesome. He's a 15 defense top dial. I wonder, how, how'd you do that? You know, like, I was, like, impressed. Um... <laughs> What was the team I actually like enjoyed playing against? That's tough. I just hate playing Heroclix, I think. And uh, <laughs> most times, well, that's that's the end yeah, of the podcast. I just, yeah, that's it. I really uh, hate Heroclix. See you guys later. Last episode. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry that uh, we delved delved that deep into your psyche, where yeah. you have now come to realize that this game I, is. I really, yeah, this game's so terrible. awful. This game sucks. There's never been a better time to leave. JLU figures are overpriced. I can't even get my Kalex. Black Widow movie is not even going to happen until November anyway, so he even wants those figures. All right, see you later. Uh, cool stuff Inks doing 35% like plus in-store credit. Let's sell it all. Let's just get rid of it, man. I'm done. I'm done with this game. See you. Walk away. See you here, footsteps. Oh. No, see, yeah. every time I actually like, called her, about a, of a, he actually left the studio, the goodbye. Contagion studio. I'll be back. Just got to get toilet paper really quick. No, um... See, that's actually kind of a tough question, because every time I think about a team, I'm like, oh, I played against this one X-Men team at Nationals one year. I'm like, yeah, but I kind of hated that. They all sat on elevated terrain, and I couldn't get to them, and they pot shot at me. Like, that team sucked uh, to play against. I forgot to have Colossal Retaliation. Like, yeah, I did. I hated that team. Um, What else? Uh, Every time I play against Lucas Van Holland, uh, I'm like, I hate your team. (laughs) What in the world? Your team sucks, man. What are you doing? Super fan, excuse me. I'm like, what What is this? so good at building teams that you hate to face. It's uncanny, Uh, and you're like... Like, even before I ever played this guy in my first, like, or second competitive Heroclix event, I don't know what it was, probably, like, third or fourth before I actually even went up against Lucas because it was, had to be at Omaha. Um, and I was like, what are you playing? He's like, I'm playing Unimine. And I'm like, mm, okay, sure. Sure. That sucks. Okay. Or like, Goblin King. And I was like, I, I, like, yeah, I can't even, like, enjoy Goblin King. I hate Goblin You know what? I do. I do have a fun team I like to play against. It was 
uh, Zach Pogany's Justice League team that he took to Wisconsin last year. Yeah, last year. And it, he used the two Green Lanterns to barrier up, and he basically used Hawkman Hot Girl to go out and like mess with stuff with Exospecs and whatever. And then he had his Apache Chiefs sitting in the back behind the barriers, getting ready to quake like full map, like would ramp up. That was actually really fun. You know, yeah. it totally, it sucked because it like totally shut down my Hawkeye team because he won map and he barriered up and I'm like, oh, well, Hawkeye can't do Hawkeye things. So that's it. I mean, that's basically game. And so, yeah, but it was still a cool team. Like I enjoyed it. And I know probably like Lucas probably helped him build it, but it was still a really fun team to play against. Yeah. I love the, uh, the Apache chiefs and honestly, like the current, uh, stuff that you can put on a justice league team is pretty great. Um, got to have like a little bit of wallet behind it but not too bad i think you can pick up a apache chief for like 25 30 bucks and two of them on a team is like a small point investment and like a huge payout if they if they manage to do like the map wide quake um or not even like map wide you can just get like really just like six squares out with like their charge is pretty crazy i managed to crit hit it one time and dealt like five characters three damage so that was pretty sweet nice nice what is the most off the wall hero clicks game you ever had that like ended up being like it felt like more than a hero clicks game or like what's your weirdest hero clicks experience that you're like oh didn't know that was going to happen in this community like what's just like the most off the wall story semi hero clicks related that you have <laughs> uh so that like Shout out to my my Bellevue venue because um, when I first started playing there, we it would be like almost every single week for a long time running, we would only have enough people to do like a battle royal kind of setting. So we would just throw like five, like four to like six people on one map and just like kind of like see what happened. And uh, it's all just like casual, like in good fun kind of stuff. So it never really mattered, but. Um, me and uh, one of the players out there, his name's Reese, uh, we always would get into like these weird shenanigans situations that were just like ridiculous. So uh, one game that I remember like really well, uh, we're just like playing and we're not like paying attention to like which powers characters have. We're not like playing like real competitively. We're not like what's what's the back of his card look like? You know, none of that stuff. Uh, but I'm playing an enforcer's team with silver sable and something else. I can't remember. Uh, Oh, it was like thunderbolts. So I had the, the Baron Zemo that gives thunderbolts plus one attack and sidestep. And so the goal was to spit out a bunch of hired flunkies that had plus one attack and sidestep and then give all my new boss every week trait characters plus one attack and sidestep. Uh, so I had the enforcers, I had Montana, fancy Dan, all that kind of stuff. And he had Casey Flash and some other figures. And I can't remember what exactly like happened, but I know that we were across the map from each other, like the short distance, not the full size map. It was like the you know, the whatever. The the columns, not the rows. And so I didn't have to run as far to get to his KC Flash. And he decided to like move his KC Flash up to this uh, spear so that he could equip the spear and have giant reach on him so he didn't have to worry about plasticity or breaking away. 
And so he moves him up there one turn, and he's just sitting on it. And so I TK Montana out, and then I sidestep him, and I walk him all the way up next to KC Flash. And Montana has uh, super senses and shape change and plasticity. He's just like a good little tie-up piece for 50 points. And so I, I just plop him down right next to KC Flash, and he tries to hit me. I roll my shape change. Uh, a few turns go by. He tries to hit me again. I like roll my super senses, and so he's like, okay, well, I've got hypersonic speed, so I'm just going to break away. He fails his breakaway, and so this is like half the game is gone by now. We're doing like other stuff. There's like three other players. There's whole battles like taking place, but meanwhile, there's this like little side quest where he just really wants KC Flash to do something this game, and finally, he breaks away from, uh, he rolls the breakaway from Montana and moves like the 14, 15 squares or whatever it is away and just like plops him down in this like empty spot. And I just like stare at him like in the eyes and I pick up Montana and place him right next to Casey Flash <laughs> like 14 squares away. And, <laughs> and I show him the card and I'm like, I can't remember what it is. Huh. It's like, I think it's like I lassoed ya boy or something like that. Uh, but it's this like little like trait or power that uh, Montana has where when a character breaks away from him, he can just be placed adjacent to them after their movement ends. And so, uh, like, after all this work, he's just like, no! <laughs> and uh, it was so silly, just picturing Casey Flash, like, moving moving so fast that he could be in two cities at once, and this little Montana's cowboy... has got like, that lasso on him, dude. He's got the rope <laughs> yeah. on him. Yeah, totally not, like, uh, you know, just, like, getting, like, slammed against the pavement at, like, 700 miles an yeah, hour. Yeah, I mean, yeah super fine he was That's he was fine awesome. but, but yeah situations like that where it's just like uh little like powers of characters that like aren't consequential but like they just they just happen and it's just like funny when they do and it's not really something i planned to like happen when i like got into the game like i never put montana on the team with the hopes that someone would play like a hypersonic piece it was just like hey i need to tie him down and then, like, reading the card for a little bit, I was like, oh, yeah, this is going to be great when this happens. <laughs> That's pretty freaking awesome. I love that. Any good story with Montana, I'm down for. Montana's great. Oh, yeah. There's been there's been a lot of, like, strange, strange good times had at venues that I can't recall all the time, but uh, I do miss it. I do miss laughing maniacally because of like some some sort of shenanigans that's happening remember when venues were open remember when we used to be able to play hero yeah what was that like <laughs> playing hero rolling dice on a table instead of clicking slash roll 2d6 or clicking the little dice thing up in the roll 20 what was that like, man? Slash what do dice feel like in your hands? Space. Yeah, space. yeah, yeah, no. And then my d6 roll comes up as a 2. <laughs> I never got it figured out, but I did roll a 26 against you, so that's pretty that good. That was pretty good. That was a pretty good roll. I'll agree. That 26 was solid. You you came in clutch that 26. Didn't think it was possible, but here you we made are. up for my, my two uh, crit misses, so. Yeah, I did. I really did. <laughs> Ugh. 
I was so mad when you auto rolled that one, and I was like, "Yep, oh, rolled a one." It didn't look closely. It's like, ah, he did. He did it some way where it ended up always on a one. I'm like, ah, thanks, Simeon. <laughs> that's why we practice so that mm-hmm. uh, yeah, <laughs> stuff like that. So that I know anymore. how to do it later. That's why. Mm-hmm. At least it was during practice, I guess. That's true. I'm gonna talk about my first Omaha tourney really quick. It was sealed. It was, I don't know if it was like also 2016. No, it had to have been 2017 for sure. So this actually might've been my second or third. I know uh, the year or earlier that year, I wanted to go to one, uh, but it was all snowy and we couldn't justify driving five hours to go to Omaha to, uh, to play. But I, I bought like the rest of the good stuff for that Lex Luthor team to go to it. But this one, I built this really great soldier theme team after I uh, read someone's article on HC Realms. He like for some reason I kept making teams around once they would make an article about how to counter. Do you remember that when they would make articles specifically how to counter a figure? And oh I was yeah. Like, oh, but like instead of taking it one way where it's like oh I don't know how to play against this figure, instead yeah it was exploiting weaknesses or whatever exploit weakness. I was instead I was like oh he's really good I'll just play him. So I played an element man team a soldier team and. I was really excited to play it. I bought everything for it. You know, I was like, I'm going to have Deadpool. He's a soldier. He's swapped to a different Deadpool. And then he'll, like, not take damage the whole game. He'll be the prime Deadpool. So I bought the prime. I bought the Atom, you know, for get soldier retail. All this stuff. You know, I had call-ins, blah, 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 blah. Um, and I was so ready to play this team. And the way I got there was really funny because I went to a rodeo in Las Vegas. But... It got done, like the rodeo gets done the the same weekend where Nebrascon happens, which is also an anime convention in Nebraska. So I we flew from Las Vegas instead of back home uh, to Kennebec, we flew to Omaha, and I had them bring my team and I practiced it like against literally this is this was how I practiced that team. I practiced it against two Plutos and and that was it. I practiced <laughs> it like a million times that week until it could very easily beat the two like Plutos. And obviously when you're practicing against yourself, it's not very good. Um, and then like I would swap out like a Pluto for like, I don't know, a Nico Minoru or like some other stuff. And I was like, oh, I'm ready. If I can beat pl- two Plutos, oh, this team's going to, you know, it's going to kick butt. So I was ready to just slaughter with like my Element Man <laughs> team. And... It didn't do terrible. It won like two games, but like it's. It was, I just thought it was funny because I flew from Las Vegas to Omaha, and and then like bought my ticket to Nebraska on, spent all day Friday there. Once again, had the mindset that I'm gonna get done on Saturday before the costume competition. I didn't know that Hero Host tournaments could actually take that long. You know, like would actually. Be oh done yeah. Before like six yeah. o'clock, I'm like, we're gonna be done before six o'clock. I was done before six o'clock because I didn't make the cut. Like, duh. So I was able to easily go make the cosplay competition. But if I actually was, like, bummed, I think I barely missed the cut, too. Like, I was, like, the ninth player for top eight or, like, something like that. It's like, that sucked. But I just thought it was hilarious that I flew from Las Vegas to Omaha and then on Sunday drove five hours back uh, to home. And it was my last year I was in 4-H. People know what 4-H was. And I made it to the awards ceremony. I wasn't, like, a 4-H that really cared about 4-H. I was just, like, there because that's what all the agriculture kids in the area did. So you're just, like, we're supposed to be a part of 4-H. I don't care. Uh, I really didn't care. Like, it meant zero to me. People freaking love 4-H, though. <laughs> it's it's good. It's a good thing to be in. It's good for kids or whatever, but I did not care about it. Um, I work on a ranch. Why would I want to do more work? I didn't, I, I didn't have the same passion as some people did. You didn't want to show off your goats? 
Yeah, it didn't have goats. Don't get out of, get out of here with that. It was like show. It would be like show cattle, and I'm like, hmm, I kind of don't care. Like, who cares how nice your cow looks? It's gonna taste the same as the other one. It's like, <laughs> doesn't matter. It didn't matter to me. Uh, so like, I had to like do like a little speech. Like, yeah, it's really sad that I'm whatever leaving. But like, I also didn't care because I had a really fun weekend to play in the Eric That was the first weekend that I saw Edward Shelton, and I used to be. I used to always listen to his podcast on YouTube. I don't, I don't so much anymore. Sorry, Edward. Um, but like, I was like, like really timid. Like, I'm like, I should go up. I should just shake his hand, I should shake his hand. Like, but he had, he was like sick or something. He had like a mask on. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I should just go up, shake Edward's hand, be like, yo, it's really cool. Normally when I go to like competitive tournaments, I like, oh, I watch you and married with clicks or whatever, you know? I was, I was so timid. I was like, maybe we should just like play a game against each other. Maybe if we just played a game against each other, it'd be really it'd be like a lot easier. But I, I was like genuinely like starstruck. I'm like, ah, that's Edward Shelton, man. That's so cool. I hope he's doing all right. He's wearing a mask. I hope he's not like gonna die or whatever. <laughs> like, like, like that was like what, exactly what went, went what went through my head. Um, but I also didn't know like that Devin was with Hatfield Hero Clicks. Kind of felt bad for that. But like, I was like actually like kind of like timid about meeting Edward Shelton. It was it was wild. But I was like, I was glad I shook his hand. I'm like, I'm a dialogue for hero clicks. And I'm like, like, bro, come on. You have a podcast. Fuck up. You're, you're at least sort of something. But I was like, ah, I do this podcast. You might know it as a dialogue for hero clicks. I was, I was so, I was so <laughs> like, like normally I'm like a really confident and forward guy. But I was like, oh, it's Edward Sheldon, man. Whew. Ooh, you know, I don't know. Something different. Edward, Edward's got that, uh, that presence. He's got intimidating presence all the time. Yeah. He's not really intimidating. He's a super awesome guy, but. Oh, yeah. I was so nervous. I don't know why. Really, no reason, but I was super was. Anyways, tangent, that tangent's over. So, uh, next question, yeah. Calder. Simeon, okay. How much Animal Crossing have you been playing lately? Absolutely don't, zero. Don't lie. No, no. I Dude, I hate Animal Crossing. I don't care. Like, I'm so mad just because of how many people were excited for it and not excited for Doom Eternal. Like, blew my mind. What's really funny was my little brother was really excited for it. So I gave him the switch back, let him use that because I was I had it at my place, and he played it for like two or three days, and he's like, "Bro, this game kind of sucks." And I was like, "Okay, well, you spent sixty bucks on it, so play it or whatever." And he's like, "Nah, it's not fun." And I'm like, "All right, fine." So yeah, I guess Animal Crossing has a charm for some people if you just like to pick things up or whatever. I like killing demons. I I beat Doom Eternal. And then I beat uh, Doom One that comes with it. And then I beat Doom Two, and I've been playing a lot of battle mode. Doom 2 is actually, like, way harder. Uh, it had way more levels. And now I'm playing through Doom Eternal on a harder difficulty now. And we're about halfway through that one. No Animal Crossing. I'm sorry, Simeon. I'm sorry. Mm. Have you have you almost gotten near the end line of Skyrim yet? Or are we still, we oh, still no. nowhere on that front? No. No, I, I turned my PS3 on, like, very occasionally. And the only game that gets booted up on there is this one called Netflix. Uh, it's a strange one where it just like every now and then it's like a quick time event where like you you just watch the cutscene and then after about like five hours it'll say are you still watching and you have to press X really quick or else it'll it'll black out the screen so it's pretty exciting sometimes um, yeah it's a uh, it's definitely a game and not just a uh, you know. Thank you for keeping the stereotype <laughs> that like after a certain time, a Wii or a PS3 just turns into the Netflix machine. 
I mean, oh, absolutely. It's so, tr- it's so true. It's like we actually booted up the PS3 today because we thought we still had Castle Crashers on it. For some reason, it's not there. And like, we were so mad. But yeah. I had this idea in my head that like I wouldn't get a new console or like finish building a PC until I worked my way through all the PS3 games that I, I wanted to like play. Because um, there's like plenty of titles, there's like over 150 titles that I like definitely haven't played probably more. Uh, but there's at least 25 out of like all of those that I actually at some point like made a point where I was like, I want to play this. And yeah, I don't think I'm ever going to get there. Cause I just, I just don't care that much anymore about, uh, not like necessarily don't care about games, but, um, there's just something about like looking at like a new game, like looking at the new Doom game and the graphics and stuff, and then putting in this like five year old, ten year old, whatever it is, like game, and like trying to slog through it and being like, man, this is just bad. Yeah, that's fair. Like when it's like the middle ground between like pixels is fine because like that's pixels. I have like no standards for pixels at all, you know. So I can play Mega Man and Mario and whatever like until the day I die. But when it's like that N sixty four to like PS1, PS2 era of like graphics where it's like they tried so hard to make the 3D model not look like potato people, but like they can't help it. That's just they're literally <laughs> limited by the technology of their time and they look so bad. I mean, imagine that's what it's like looking at like old hero click sculpts. Infinity yeah. Challenge. Like this, what is this potato face? Like I know these are beautiful hand sculpted like whatever's um and I don't mean to insult cuz if you gave me clay or whatever they used to sculpt, I probably couldn't even sculpt something that looked half that good, uh, let alone recognizable as a character, at least. But, I mean, man, for being a professional uh, game company, that was rough. That was a little rough. Yeah. Oh, that reminds we're me. Definitely, we're definitely learning that through our our uh, Thursday throwdowns, that some of the oh sculpts are better than others. Shout out. Shout out to Thursday throwdown on just being able to see how front-loaded some figures are and how, oh. how awful, how I don't terrible think they... these sculpts are. I don't think they actually did dial design. I think they were like, all right, like here's the first click. This will be the rookie version. So it does nothing. Um, Here's the veterans first click. Like like, somebody comes by and they're like, Hey Mark, you got the full dial yet? And they're like, full dial. uh, uh, Yeah. 15, 14, 13, 12, 11. That's the defense values. No powers, no need for powers. And the guy was just like, Good work, you know. Good work. Let's just uh, let's just print it like that. Let's go with it. Yeah. Why would a character have a power throughout its dial, other than you know, nothing? Pop a yellow ring on that bad boy and let's go. Let's go. All right. <laughs> it's like ah, uh, what does what does he do? Come on, he's got a superpower. It's actually a superhero. I'm like ah, uh, charge. You know, it'd be like uh, leap climb. Yeah, yeah, leap climb or like whatever. It's like oh, uh, panic. Uh, leap climb. Uh, close combat expert. Like, oh, okay. Sure, sure, buddy. That's what we're going with. Late dial willpower with the seven yeah, attack. Late dial willpower. It's like, what does Avalanche do? Oh, he makes like rocks and stuff fall. All right, how do we have an I don't know, energy explosion? Like, what? Is it the best we have right now? Okay, okay fine. Okay, uh, the veteran will pulse wave. How about that? No, like those are some those are some sharp friggin' rocks there, bro. All right, Steve. Whatever we're doing here. Did you see the um like Reddit style AMA? Um, I'll say his name doesn't matter. Mark Tuttle on 
one of the Facebook groups where he was like, I used to work for WizKids. Yeah. Ask me anything. Did you I see did. that? Like, yeah. Were there any like, kind of standout? Like, it was uh, kind comments? of interesting, yeah. Um, I didn't read through like all the questions. I imagine that stuff's changed quite a bit since he worked there. Um, I think the I bummer part is that he worked on it so early. Yeah. You know? Like, around the time they started doing cards and stuff like that, and then not after Thor, I don't think. I don't think he made it past the change. From what I, I could be wrong, but like he didn't work on it for um, a time where we would have known what was really going on at the time. Like it was a totally different company when he was working there, basically. Right. Yeah. I, I agree. Uh, that was in the. Uh, what Facebook page was that? HeroClix. I think it was HeroClix Collectors and Players around the world. Collectors. I don't yeah. Think, collectors I don't think it was and Players. HIE. I'm pretty sure it's Collectors and Players. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely was. But, yeah, that was a uh, that was actually a fairly interesting little read. Yeah, that was a really uh, neat thing that happened this week. People like had to slog through really bad HeroClix stories and non-HeroClix related stories to get to here. But if you look it up, so I actually saved like I had a screenshot of a comment. Um, self-proclaimed DC file James Craddock asked uh, last question from me: If WizKids <laughs> decided to make an entire HeroClix style open information for both players and their opponents during a game, what would you say to that? I, I love yeah. the cheekiness and how he asked this. I know exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like that, like, you know, like, as out. you're reading it, you know exactly where he's going. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And and then Mark yeah. said, well, it wouldn't really be called clicks then. <laughs> the evolving gameplay of the dial and the brilliance of its creation made the game amazing. I'd much prefer it the way it is. <laughs> it's what hilarious. Is, what's the phrase? Uh, From the mouths of babes? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. So it's like that, it's, it's that's it. It's sad because uh yeah, this guy this guy worked on it and uh even <laughs> all even these he years knows later that it's he's kinda like, dumb. He's like probably unaware of the change. But yeah, he's like that would clearly be a bad idea. Yeah. But you know that's not gonna stop WizKids. This is why they don't send us product. By the way, they're like yeah. you don't get a you don't get one of five cosmic clashes that exist. I don't yeah, think they're just really like rubbing exist. their hands together and like yeah, yeah, that's right. Keep bashing us. See what yeah, happens. See what happens. You're not gonna get a free brick to unbox. You're not gonna get previews. Not never. Yeah, not never. Not that I really care. It was it wasn't like I was the only person at Nationals. Literally the only person at Nationals who was excited <laughs> for Captain America. Seriously, the room was so dead except for me. When I saw Captain America, I like jumped out of my seat. I was like, "Yes!" And oh, it was awesome. I was so pumped. And obviously the set was a major letdown. I kind of hate you whiz kids for uh, ruining that set. Like don't take that personally. It's not your fault that you had to ruin a Captain America set by making it not a Captain America set. And I realize the tagline is and the Avengers, but it's not and the Masters of Evil and the Thunderbolts and the Stark Industries. All right. Like, come on. So and the Stark Industries, like if they're going to be Avengers, you might as well make them related to Captain America. That Spider-Man straight up is not an Avenger, has the Stark Industries keyword and is not related to Captain America in zero fashion. Like he doesn't even have the Avengers keyword. 100 percent. Like there's literally a Spider-Man set coming out later. I I cannot stress this enough how dumb that he is that he's in that set. Um, yeah, so disappointed that Captain America set. I will never. I was so excited, and then every single preview I saw, I was like more and more disappointment. That was like such a train wreck, and I honestly was mad how much I pre-ordered, and I almost own the entire set. I literally just need Namor, and I kind of want to like get it, take a picture of it, and then sell 
all of the figures <laughs> that I don't want from that set. Just put the picture on a shelf. Yeah, literally, yeah. I just want to print out the picture and be like, I don't want any of these chases except for uh, Peggy because she's in Captain America garb. You know, like, I don't want... I don't really, I literally don't need any of these super rares except, like, Machine Smith and MODOK. Like, actual people related to Captain America. I could rant for so long about how terrible that set is and how much better figures they could have chose. Like, the fact that we don't have another U.S. agent so bothers me so much. He's one of my all-time favorite Captain America-related characters. Ugh. Oh. And, ugh, anyways. Fair Simeon, should we, should we move on or we want to keep going like this? I'm having a good time. So. Uh, I mean, do you have one? Let's do one last question a piece. One last question. Uh, I said this to you earlier. I want to make sure we get this on air. Like, I want you to name by name your least favorite Heroclix player you've ever played <laughs> against, or like your most hated Heroclix player. Like, this isn't like just to throw shade, but like, come on. There, there are some people. You don't have to do it really by name if you don't want to. Like, someone like did something really annoying consistently that you just really hated. Uh, I let's get I'm negative. Gonna, I'm gonna I'm not gonna throw out the last name, but I'll I'll throw out the first name. The first name was Dustin, and it's not anyone uh, famous in like the HeroClix community. So, mm. um, it's it's just like a, a guy that used to be local, like back when I was in like a different locale, and uh, he was just. Uh, I, I can't really put like anything like in like a nice like way uh, like of the way like he like treated people there or like the things he said or anything like that. He uh, he was the first person that ever played like brought to like a casual event, um, like both an entity and a resource and Superboy Prime. And there was I was playing like a like scientist theme team because it literally wasn't like just for fun. And he, this was like his version of like. Oh, like I'm also playing for fun and stuff like that, and uh, it just never really got better with him. It was just always like, like, why are you doing this? Like, who, who are you doing this for? Like, you can't be having fun because this is like clearly not fun for like anyone. Like, it's just like auto win for you and like auto loss for your opponent. But yeah, that was that'd be like, and I'm not gonna say like I. 100% like hated facing off against him all the time but it was like a net negative and I'll, I'll leave it at that because I think uh, there's plenty of like positives to take away from even like the worst experiences in like hero clicks uh, but yeah it was it was a net negative as well okay. the way I'll put it nicely you know give me your favorite hero who's player to play against just because that was a pretty negative question give me your favorite one just to... um my my favorite hero clicks player, and I'll I'll give you the reason why too. My favorite hero clicks player to play against is a local that's uh, his name is Ray. I don't know if you've ever played against him. Uh, he's known in tournaments by like, so he's not like uh, not like the craziest good player or anything, but he has like just crazy insane luck when it comes to super sense rolls, um, to like the point where we just call it like Ray dice because. Uh, Huh. It's just like always like whenever it like it really counts in like the match, that's like when like the super sense rolls will like pop out of nowhere and he'll like manage to get them. Um, but the thing that I really enjoy about playing against him is he'll know that like he's in a losing battle and rather than getting like uh, rather than getting like, you know, down in the dumps about it and like being like, well, like might as well not even play, you know, like this and that. 
he'll just rearrange his like uh, idea of what he's doing. So rather than trying to like win the game, he'll make like a new goal. His new goal will be like he just wants to KO one character, or he just wants to like deal like the Hulk like five damage, or like you know like knock like somebody off of like this click or whatever. He'll just like rearrange his goal so that it's not to win, but it's like still like to have fun in some way and he, he somehow always has fun even if like nice. he's playing against me of all people you know as you know it's not fun to play against me yeah no it sucks i really hate you Simeon, so much i really can't i really can't <laughs> but yeah i i just always Ugh. really appreciate that it's always like a it's like a nice little light in a dark tunnel sometimes when nice. when ray's like nice my new goal is to to like succeed with one shape change this game and you're like okay like that's fine that was always an option okay i can dig it because like this is just a fact people when someone asks you a question they also want to answer the same question because like they totally have an answer so i'm gonna go reg on someone really quick uh cole and i, I do want to say his full name because i know he absolutely does not listen to this podcast um <laughs> but anyways when i would play when i was new at the game i always played on the west side of the state because we went to rapid city more than we went to sioux falls and that was whose game house oh, I, now that kind of like does give it away actually for anyone that knows but anyways whatever and it was always on a monday and he would always like he would play the hero Quest games but he'd watch monday night raw on his phone and it was like it, it was so disheartening because I was new at the game and I was bad, so I lost, right? Um, and he always played like some garbage. Like if it was Golden Age, he would always play like the um, Web of Spider-Man Nightcrawler and then like Brother Voodoo with the the free mind control stuff. Like he would always play kind of grosser teams, you know. And I was like just playing like a Captain America team, probably just like throwing literally as many Captain America figures on the board as possible. And it sucked because he talked like a jerk all the time. And he was like, yeah, sucked to miss that attack, huh, didn't it? I'm like, okay, like, yeah, it did. But, like, you didn't need to say that. Like, I'm aware. I'm here. I'm playing it. I know you're only halfway here because you're literally watching wrestling right now. Um, so, yeah, it, it so bothered me so much. And I really hated to lose to him because he wasn't even fully paying attention to the game. And, like, that's what bothered me, like, a lot. You know, like, ooh. I, I, if I had to play against that dude every single week, I probably would have quit playing Hero Clicks way earlier. Like, this dude doesn't pay attention to the game, does not care. Like, oh, I was so mad. Yeah. Oh, and I hated it. I get that. Uh, I have, like, like my opinion of that is, like, I get that uh, sometimes, like, your, your clicks time is, like, your only free time of the day. So you want to, like, jam, like, other stuff into it, whether it's, like, watching something on your phone or, like, whatever. But, like, if you're going to take the time and make the effort to go out to a venue and, like, play, you got to give, like, your opponent, like, the the respect of, like, actually being in the game with them, you know? Uh, just, like, phoning it in like that, it, it does irritate me because, it, like, it does happen, like, more often than not, but um, not not more often than not. It rarely happens, I should say, anywhere around here. But you can just, like, tell, like... I'll like I'll like respond to text messages and stuff when I'm playing, but I won't like go like full on like watch like the latest uh, wrestling highlights or anything like that. That's that's a bridge too far for me. Somebody I do like playing against is Hobbit though. If you ever have the chance to play against uh, Hobbit, 
uh, Matthew Truj, I don't remember how to say his last name. I feel so bad. It's probably like way easier to pronounce. All the Matthews and Heroclix, for some reason, have like hard names to pronounce their last names. You know, like what's a Gratunos? What's a Trujulio? <laughs> like I don't even know. I feel so bad. It's a totally butchered it probably. But like, man, uh, except for I think the four points. I think the guy's Matthew, the guy with the man bun. I think he's Matthew, and I'm pretty sure he has a really easy last name, but I can't remember, and I feel bad now. Ah, oh, yeah, I feel bad. Uh, yeah, 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 he's got a man bun. Yep, can't I remember. I feel bad that I don't know it. I'm pretty sure it's it's Matt something, though. Place I've played point, near him. I've never yeah. played against him. I so. think I've played him once. Uh, anyways, uh, but Hobbit is freaking funny to play against, because, like, like, you've never met a guy who just has such a intoxicating laugh. I don't know how to say that without sounding, like, really weird. But, like, his laugh makes you want to laugh, too. Because it's just, like, it's so good. It's so it's awesome. Contagious. It's contagious. There you go. Contagious. Like, it's hilarious. And it's great. It's, like, you kind of want to make a joke just to hear his laugh again. Because it's so, like, it's so <laughs> unique. Like, it's so, yeah. it's funny. And, like, any, like, any play is really fun, too. Like... I've only played him like two or three times, but like either way, like, even if it was like a cutthroat like competitive game or whatever, we would just go outside and beat each other up and then come back in and finish the game, and it was awesome. Like such a cool guy. There you go. That's a different story. We'll we'll tell that one. <laughs> uh, only because I didn't win, which is why we're not going to do it now. So let's move on. Let's go, huh? How about how about an, it's been like an hour and forty in, so people are probably like all this like just mindless chatter, which I think is pretty fun. But uh, let's go ahead and go to community. And wrap this bad boy up. There are dozens of us. Dozens! But really quick before community. Um, if you have extra change in your pockets, you know what? To be honest with you, don't don't even donate to our Patreon. Uh, like, because right now it really doesn't matter. Uh, this is going to be... And this is already too late, because I realized before I even like started saying this, but the GoFundMe is over. But uh, Alex Kuz recently had a tornado uh, hit his home. And lost a lot in it. So I, I'm so bad at this. I'll, I'll straight up like say on this, like I completely forgot to give to the GoFundMe. I feel like such a jerk. Like I saw that on my phone while I was working, and it's one of those things that escapes you. But like seriously, I wish him and his family all the best. A ton of people did donate, so like hopefully they're good. But if like if anything pops up kind of like that, like you know, save your cash, guys. If you do join the Patreon, we have all sorts of cool stuff. But like I wanted to take that and just realize like there's way more important stuff in life. Than, than hero clicks really and that's like making sure that our people in our community especially the ones we know really well are like are safe right like this dude like does all the rock like online stuff and i know he had um uh chad birdsall and a few other people help him out during that time but seriously like i was you know praying and hoping for his family that they'd be all right so i'm really glad they hit their gofundme goal and like there's a lot of other expenses in life that's way more important than patreon and you know i was just like i'm just g- glad to see that he's doing better so uh, and then also, sorry, didn't want to be too much of a bummer, but but he's doing good. No one was hurt, so like that's the important part. But seriously, times like these, save your money for your toilet paper or whatever else you might need, like essentials, et cetera, et cetera. So like, don't even don't even feel like asking for the Patreon right now. Um, but check out us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Thursday Throwdown. I do want to shout out that before we totally go, before you just guys just like turn off the podcast or whatever. Uh, we're going to start probably recording it on Wednesdays now, so it's uploaded on Thursday instead of being Thursday throwdown in name only and being uploaded on fr- <laughs> Friday. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, at the very least, uh, we'll start getting that every Thursday. This week, 
Simeon is building out of the indie set, and I am building out of Cosmic Justice. Find the posts on Facebook and Twitter. Once again, super easy to find. It's also on Discord if you're on our Discord. Vote for what figures you want. If you specifically want to see a figure played, vote for it twice. By not, don't comment twice, but if you see someone else commented for it, also comment for that figure because that's going to improve our chances of playing that figure. We always go to the one that has the most votes, and then we fill out with figures that also got votes. So I wanted to shout that out just really quick before we go into Community Tuesdays. Which is... How am I not finding it? There's literally nothing else. Community Tuesdays, Heroclix is suddenly decimated and only one set remains for anyone to play with. Which set would you pick to survive? Let's do like three answers, Simeon, and give me yours. Alright, so I, I thought long and hard about this because my first, my first go-to would have been like something more modern, like Avengers Black Panther Illuminati. But then I'm like, if that's the only set... Like you're gonna, you're, there's gonna be like a, a singular, there's gonna evolve a singular meta, and like that's gonna just like be the one thing that wins in hero clicks, and you'll have to play that or not, you know. Um, so then my second guess or my second my second idea was a set that I like first like the first set that I fully locked down, and that was Wolverine and the X Men, and so that's the one that I went with, uh, Wolverine and the X Men. It's got all the characters that I, not all the characters, but it's got a lot of characters that I know and that I like care to play with. Um, it's got enough wonky characters that it's like fun. It's got enough variety that it's not like too overpowered. Although there is like Weapon X and Spiral and stuff like that. Um, but other than that, like I, I just, uh, I think if I had to like stick with one set, it gives me the best options. Also, like being able to play the Phoenix Five every now and then would be pretty sweet. Mm, yeah. If that was the only if that was the only chase set that I had left in existence. That is what made it the hardest for me to choose. Like I really wanted to choose Guardians of the Galaxy just because of the zombie chase set, and I love the zombies so much. But then I kind of realized I really hated all of like besides the Kree stuff, everything else in that set. I bought so many boosters just to try to pull more zombies. But I really, like, every time I pulled an Inhuman, I was like, ugh, this is my rare. I hate it so much. You're like, like, yes, yeah, Jason I, I was, of Spartax. Yeah, it's like, who cares? Who's, like, he was actually a really good uh, soldier carrier. Anyways, but, like, <laughs> there's just so many characters, like, I hated in that set. And I hated seeing them, and I hated pulling them, and I hated throwing them to my extras because I never pulled any zombies. So this was tough because I also wanted to choose Deadpool. There's no Captain Americas in Deadpool, which is also, like, why Guardians of the Galaxy didn't make it either. Um, even though I loved playing in Deadpool so much, I can't even choose Earth X because they ruined that set with Spider-Man. So I had to go with a set that <laughs> technically enough. doesn't have a Steve Rogers Captain America in it, but it's still a really good set. And it's uh, Nick Fury, Agents of Shield. I like I started looking at it like I can make an Invaders team, Shield teams, Hydra teams. Like if only I personally had to build out of this set, I'd be fine with that. But also, like, there's a ton of good shield and hydra you can build out of. If you ever want to do a boss battle, you can, like, play Hulkbuster at, like, 500 points and then have a 500-point team. Like, it's like a mini-boss battle, whatever. Like, try to take him down, which is really cool. You know, there's that really high-point, you know, 300-point Hulk, uh, that high-point 200-point Iron Man, who's totally not worth 200 points anymore. Like, great stuff like that. The only bad thing is the chase theme is literally so terrible. I think the chases were, like, $20 max like when the set came out and then they, they like bottomed out around like the 5 to $10 range for like all of these chases because none of them were good 
you know i mean sure sky cycle and Mo- cat america's motorcycle were like we're all right but for the most part uh none of these chases even the thanos chair or throne whatever it's like is it really a vehicle though i mean like it's a hover chair thing you know the same thing with, like kang's time chair like such weird chases like i really hated the chasing bad. for this set like they were really bad um and obviously, if like the world had to be stuck playing the set, then there's going to be a lot of Nighthawk Prime and Balls of Fury on every single team, which would be like awful to play against. But I still really like this set. So like, if I only ever had to play one set for the rest of my life, it had to be Nick Fury, Agents of Shield. 100%. That's fair. I think Let's... with the amount of generics, yeah. I could get by on that set as well. All right, give us the first one out of three on Facebook. First one on Facebook comes from Malcolm Rush, who says... War of Light because of how big and how many different resources there were. I have to ask many podcasts, and it seems that this one set everyone said is the best. So why do I not want the best if I could only have one set? Personally, I would like any set. Please send any set you don't want to me in Japan. Just send. If you pay uh, shipping, I'll send you any set. Yeah, just a uh, postmarket Malcolm Rush Japan. No, 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 no. We can't go to Japan. And uh, it should get to him. I believe that's how. Oh it yeah, works. absolutely. The post the post service will, would love that. Just like throw a ton of stamps on it and don't even like show up to a person. Just throw it in your mailbox and hope they take it. And obviously yeah. they'll just yeah yeah no the best thing will absolutely happen. Anthony B said so difficult lately I'd say X Men Dark Phoenix. I grew up on that show. It has some of my favorite characters like Blob and Sinister. It has the perfect Juggernaut and a bunch more figures. There's so many other sets that I love, but this one was something genuinely special for me. I could see that. You know, you have a bunch of Colossals, so it's a really cool set. You know, you don't have yeah. as many single base figures, but, like, sure, like, Colossals and stuff is pretty fun. So I could see that, man. My biggest problem with that set is, like, picking it was the Wolverine from it is probably one of, like, the worst Wolverines. He's not bad, but he's probably, no. out of, like, all the Wolverines we've had in the last, like, three years, he's probably the worst. And uh, we got two really good Sabretooths in the same set. Yeah. like... They can both take like a hit, and that Wolverine cannot, and it's yeah. that's like my one real bad gripe about it. It's rough because Wolverine was like one of the main characters who we followed, like for the most part. Like he had his like he probably had the most single character episodes. Was like Wolverine, oh yeah, like, going yeah. off to like Japan or something else, like solving his own like problems or Russia or Canada or whatever. So it was really weird that we got like a really low Wolverine for that set. Yeah, it was kind of kind of disappointing but it's it is what it is uh matthew armore says earth x it has a good mix of themes and characters so at least you would be able to have some fun games i agree um the sinister syndicate is that the name of it yeah yeah Yeah, yeah, uh super cool in that set um tons of options there uh there's like a decent amount of hydra not like a great amount of hydra but there's enough for you can totally make a hydra team yeah oh yeah easily make a hydra team um you can probably make like a decent avengers team wouldn't be like the best but you can make one uh and then there's just like enough shenanigans um the only thing about earth x is like every if if earth x is the only set left every tournament would be like no vulture Ock arms. Oh like, yeah, that would be like that's that would be like yeah. banned at every venue for the rest of forever. That's what really sucks. Like when they put something like that in a set, they never put the counter to it in the the same set, right? It, it always takes them a while before they realize yeah. something like that needs a counter. 
Like, how do you not understand that being able to KO something and keep making attacks is good? And in the exact same set, you have something that gives it flurry and giant reach, which extends its reach oh, yeah. its ability, the ability to kill things. Like, come on. What's hilarious Anyways, is Devin pulled yeah. uh, Prime Vulture and Kansas City. Uh, we were at Kansas City, and he pulled Prime Vulture and, like, a Perplex or two, and he ended up winning Kansas City. And then the next day, we went to Des Moines, Iowa, and I pulled Prime Vulture, and I pulled, like, President Osborne, uh, or whatever his name was, the, the like, green yeah, yeah, yeah. goblin guy. Yeah, goblin, whatever, President Osborne. Yeah, um, and, like, a Karnak. So I also had a Prime Vulture with, uh, like, multiple stat bumps. So it just turned out that, like, that figure alone could waltz through most of the rest of the set. Like, yeah. there was a lot of Perplex thrown around in that set. And so, in Sealed, if you have a character that's, like, base is 11, 18, 3, and can, like, charge and sidestep and stuff, and then you can just, like, have him keep picking up heavy objects, mm-hmm. or, yeah. you know... I never I never saw one, like, get pulled with the Ock Arms, but... That would have been cool, right? Yeah, like, that, that would have been, been hilarious. That would have just been, like, so, like, fun to, like, clap at. sucked. Yeah. They'd been like, good job, you won. Prime, super rare. That's all you need. Like, <laughs> uncommon prime, super rare Ock Arms. Oh, man. Uh, next up on Twitter, CP Justice says, definitely Deadpool in the X-Force. Close second is the Captain America set from nine years ago. Great Lakes Avengers, Winter Guard, Secret Warriors. Pff, mic drop. That is pretty cool. The fact that we got the whole Secret Warriors in that set was really fun. We sadly only got, like, three Great Lakes Avengers, but they were still really cool to play. I love Mr. Immortal. First rare I ever pulled. Love him to death. Oh, yeah. So yeah, Deadpool and the X-Force was also a set that was on my list, but I think I didn't like any of the chases really in that set. Like I know they were all fun, cool, alternative versions of Deadpool, but like none of them were like I needed to own, you know? And I think Deadpool would actually be a really balanced set if that was the last set to exist. There's nothing broken by itself in Deadpool, right? Like um, Lady Death doesn't have Mjolnir, stuff like that. Right. The Ultra Chase is like decent, but it's not unbeatable it's like there's plenty of counters in the same set yeah like cable um, exists like just the fact right. that like, there's a like phase half speed pen blast for four cable with prob is like awesome and insane like yeah plus if we're like giving them the fast forces there's like an x-force fast forces and there's like the rainbow mercs fast forces which is pretty fun so that's, that's a pretty cool. solid choice all right Timmy, go ahead all right last but not least on facebook matthew are more uh no sorry <laughs> David Herberger says, Batman animated series or Superior Foes, great themes that I could keep playing over and over. So Batman animated had, you know, the Batman themes, and it also had a sub-theme of Justice League Unlimited, I believe. And then uh, Superior Foes had, uh, like, all the Spider-Man stuff. Had all the Superior Foes. (laughs) All his foes, being yeah, that they are several superior foes. to him. Yes, indeed. All right, uh, going on. Last one on Twitter. Uh, we have protagonist Ben Jones. He says, Nick Fury and the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Hydra versus S.H.I.E.L.D., the in the eternal struggle for eternity. I, just, I love that. Moving on, let's go ahead and get right into Jedi Legends Hero Clicks, a tip of the week. 
You don't want to sell me death sticks. I don't want to sell you death sticks. You want to go home and rethink your life. I want to go home and rethink my life. Jedalogin says, forgot to retweet it, so uh, I do know it's about a straight path. A straight path, a forward path, can be a diagonal path. It can go to the left, to the right. It can be a row or a column. That is a direct path. Keep that in mind. So if you're doing all these little diagonal little square, 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 that are all off and kitty corner to each other, that is technically a direct path. Yeah, if you're trying to ram people. You're trying to ram people, baby. And you need to move in a direct path because you're not using the controlled Batmobile. Uh, you know. What a specific use of RAM and everything Direct path, yeah. (laughs) Direct path. All right. Uh, And then let's just go ahead and get right into, just moving on. We're just shooting through these now. We're killing it. The Malcolm Rush question block. That's in Japan! Japan? No, 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 no. I can't go to Japan. So Malcolm Rush writes in. By the way, I really appreciate it when Malcolm Rush gives us a question brick instead of a question block because it's a lot easier to answer. And definitely, although this was a difficult question to answer, it was just a lot. It's a lot easier on the show. So I really appreciate two simple questions that are very unique. I, I like this style instead of like a million questions. Very good. I dig it a lot. Um, he says, "Fun question. Make two teams. I did not see the same point value." Uh, not gonna lie. So it turns out, Simeon reminded me of this like ten minutes before the show, but I actually didn't. I thought teams. it said this, but I I wasn't. I so, didn't double check for you, so yeah. yeah. No, it's not Simeon's fault. I actually did make teams. I I totally didn't realize this, but I made teams. Let me check my screenshots. I made them on last Thursday or this Thursday, I guess. Whatever it is, I don't know. Something like that. Something something something. I don't know what date of the week it is. I honestly forgot that it was Sunday. Um, so you must use. Here's the rules, though. You must use a letter in uh yeah, blah, blah. i'm gonna read it how he wrote it it's very difficult you must use each letter in a word each letter is the name of a character highlander rule uh the two words are your home state and then your hometown so you spell out basically your home state or your hometown with the first letter in a character's name also your mother's maiden name your social security number please what was uh, the name yes. of your first pet calder uh i, I need it for uh sorry for research purposes. No, I'm pretty sure mine are like my mother's maiden name and uh, high school mascot. School. I think yeah, I think it's high school mascot. Ooh. But Good. I never went to high school, so it's a very easy one Ooh. that people can't guess because I didn't use my actual high school because I didn't go to high school. So it's awesome. Anyways, <laughs> Simeon, give us your home state. Uh, my home state is Nebraska. I was so, I was honestly curious if you were from Nebraska. Or oh, yes. like, if you were born somewhere else. I was Born and raised in that. Beefland, Nebraska. That's that the name that's the name of the town. No. <laughs> that's uh, that hilarious. That would be I kinda wanna like buy like a village Beefland, now dude. and name it that. Um so for my Nebraska team, I went with a similar build. So I was going through like the letters and I was like, ah, oh, this is like there's enough here that works with like a build that I've already done before. Um, and that build is, so let's start off with N that's nightmare. The 135 points, uh, LE figure. He has a 14 attack with in cap. That 14 attack is important to the in cap is not, uh, see the next letter is E. We went with Etrigan, the demon from the flash set. Not every Etrigan has the monster keyword so that's the only important thing about this one this is the one that switches dial um between jason and etrigan uh 
Next up was Barbados, which is the B, um, and that's the real the real backbone of the team. Barbados gives all monster keyword characters the Batman enemy team ability, so Nightmare gets to share his 14 attack with the rest of these guys. Uh, so after B, we've got an A. Nope, that's not how you spell it. Uh, it's an R. It's an R. <laughs> yep, that, that is how you spell the state you were from. I, I didn't put the characters down in order, so I'm just guessing. Uh, no. I go. Uh, so for R, we've got Raven. Pretty easy choice. The little 50 point from Rebirth. Uh, I think it's Perplex, uh, Prob, um, carries other monsters. Just like all around, it's pretty decent support figure. Uh, the first A is Aquaman from War of Light. That's the Black Lantern mm. shark shark fighter Aquaman. Uh, S, I went with Shadow King from X-Men uh, Dark Phoenix Saga at 150 points. He's just got like the cool phasing mind control thing. Uh, then K, I had to go with Kane from WWE because I have to throw my mm. WWE in there. And then the last A... I went with Armis from Star Trek, a figure that I still have not gotten, but he's the black goo monster that uh, he, he's only in one episode and he only does the one thing, but he does it well. Um, wait, wait, they made a Star Trek figure that was only in one episode and only really does one thing. He's 200 points. Too. Yeah. <laughs> what? Really? Yeah. Is he? Oh, wow. It's a big beefy boy. Um, so that's that's the state. Uh, my hometown, if you can call it that, it's a village. It's called Funk, uh, F-U-N-K. So is it really, yep, Funk, Nebraska. <laughs> there is a gas station, and if you want more than that, well, you wanted Sucks. to go to you wanted Sucks to go to Funky to Town, you, kind of. not Funk the Village, <laughs> which is not the same. Uh, so. For that one, I, I had to make up. So my first team came up to 999 points. And, oh, okay. Because it was just... I With wanted to do people. like a, a monster theme, and yeah. a lot of like the... Uh, like the A and the E and stuff oh, okay. was yeah. kind of hard to find like a cheap figure for that. So it ended up costing a lot. And so now I have to make four figures that make up the difference. Yeah. So for this one... Uh, from the Superman Wonder Woman set, Firstborn. I normally wouldn't play this guy. He's kind of overcosted at 200 points, but he's just like a Kryptonian monster dude. Uh, kind of cool. Um, I also for you, I went with Ultron from Age of Ultron set. Mm. Uh, yeah, the Age of Ultron chase from the set. Uh, this is the one with like the six arms at 250 points. Oh, gotcha. Uh, for N, I went with Nemesis from Giant Size X-Men. That's the 400 point. Uh, he was called Holocaust in this comics. He's one of Apocalypse's children. He's like the weird alien skeleton looking thing inside of the giant orange like shell. Um, and then K, I went with Krakoa from X-Men Dark Phoenix Saga at 150 points. That came out to an even 1,000 points. Mm. And then, okay, uh, nice. Second part of the question is, which of these two teams do you want to try and why? Definitely not the second one. It just seems awfully thrown together. Like, I almost just picked letters and point values because I had to fill in really high points for them. Uh, Ultron's the only figure from that list that I actually want to put on a team. 
Um, so it's definitely the the monster team giving Etrigan the demon, uh, Kane, uh, Aquaman, Shadow King, giving all of those characters a fourteen attack would be pretty fun. All right, I dig it. I really wish I would have known. I really wish I would have paid attention and read better that they had to be the same point value because I was not about to remake these teams um, with my long state and hometown name. Uh, Simi did say, like, at least they're both the same length, uh, but I made two wildly different point-valued teams, oddly enough. Uh, Home state is South Dakota. Two words. I didn't have a character for the space, so don't worry about it. Uh, I decided to build all out of Lord of the Rings and Hobbit sets for this one because they had the weirdest names, and I figured there'd be some... It's the O's and the U's <laughs> that kept getting me caught up. I couldn't find someone whose name started with O or U in, like, a normal Marvel, like, DC set. But, like, in the Hobbit, you know, there's there's Oogalik. I'm like, yeah, there we go. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so for S, we had Strider. For the first O, we had One of the Nine. That's his name, uh, I guess. For U, sure. we had Oogalik. Uh, One of the, the nine first kings. T, yeah. Uh, for T, we had Thorn Oakenshield. Uh-huh. For H, we had Hunter Orc. So that is South. Uh, then for Dakota, we had <laughs> Dwalin the Dwarf. So long. The first, the first A is Aragorn. The K is Killy the Dwarf. The O is Oin the Dwarf. The T is Thandral. I, I actually accidentally pressed uh, Toriel. When I did this, and I'm like, no, absolutely not you. Are you going to be the T in this team? You're not allowing any elves, it sounds like. Well, Thandral's an elf. Is he? Isn't he? I I don't know. I honestly don't remember. I I don't know. I do hate elves. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Then the last A is Azog, the the white. The uh, white orc. orc. Whatever he is. Yeah. Uh, Then my hometown is Kennebec, which is spelled uh, K-E-N-N-E-B-E-C. Beautiful town. Love it. 200-ish people. Uh, great town. Two big elevators, uh, huge grain elevators. One's like a multi-million dollar one that we built because the railroad's coming through. And it's actually it's actually a super busy elevator. They actually do a lot of uh, grain and stuff through there. Anyways, that's what an, uh, sorry, an elevator for a small town is a grain elevator, not a just elevator elevator like in a hotel basically a uh, grain elevator so right like a bunch of big silos because in like in cities like uh in cities like these yeah a two-story building is tall like that is very tall. that is like wow what you, you're trying to build the tower with, of babel here what yeah, you're doing really uh what like, you're doing with, climbing to the sky <laughs> uh if spider-man would have a hard time oh, swinging geez. in nebraska i'm saying that's why i'm saying spider-man 3 um, home on the range is going to be really tough for Spider-Man. <laughs> like, he's going to have nothing to swing. Like, there's no other home that he could possibly go with for his third home movie. So, yeah, like, he's going to have a tough time, Spider-Man 3, Home on the Range. Uh, so, no, Kennebec, I built an Asgardian theme team, uh, and it's going to be King Thor, Executioner, Nurkod, Null, Eitri, Beta Ray Bill, Enchantress, and then Captain America for C. So, that's I'm, I'm guessing... That one's more points? It's way more points. So the <laughs> Lord of the Rings Hobbit team came out to... I didn't even try to build to an even point value. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, 815 points. Okay. The uh, Asgardian team came out to 1,499 points. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so obviously we don't have to play Enchantress at full points or Beta Ray Bill at full, full points. There are no other Asgardian ends besides Nurkod and Null. Uh, so we could probably bring Thor, King Thor down to like... Uh, his 200-point line, and, you know, 
Yeah, like if we, you're we if you're one. already playing King Thor, you might as well play him at full though. Yeah, might as because well you're already playing a Golden Age like high point game. Yeah. So yeah, so, you, like the Asgardian team, we could probably knock off like a good two, three hundred points and bring it down to like twelve hundred or whatever. But like that's literally there's only two ends and they're like one is two hundred fifteen points and one is three hundred points. Those are the only Asgardian end characters. It's very tough. I want to play this Asgardian team. Like this team, like I built it and I'm like this is actually a really cool team. Yeah. Like any team with King Thor is cool, but we also got like Executioner, Captain America, Beta Ray Bill. Like this would be this would be a gnarly team to play. So, and the fact that like I was just looking at letters. By the way, didn't know there was a function on HC Realms that you can type in name begins with and then hit the thing in advanced search. Did you know that? I didn't. Know I that. no. That would have yeah, made this so way can, easier. Yeah, at the very top of advanced search. Okay, it's under figure information, so it's not the very top. They have top so many search options that they do that are insane. literally useless in ninety percent of the contexts. Yeah, like names that begin with or end with or is. So you can type in everybody's name that is whatever. But I'm like, isn't that literally what quick search is? Yeah, is the name <laughs> is. So yeah, it's um, kind of weird. Also um, sculpted by like. Sculpted by. The, probably the no least useful. Who the sculpts, like the the least useful search function on HC Realms is sculpted by, unless you are the sculptor and you just want to like be like, oh they missed one. Yeah. Huh. Like oh, how dare they? Who's and then you, you message Typhon and you're like, hey, I also sculpted this one from 17 years ago. Absolutely. So yeah, that's our Malcolm Rush question block, and thusly, uh, the end of the show. So, I'm ready to call it a night, Simeon, if you'll go ahead and do us the honors of reading out of here. Uh, like always, though, we're on podcasts. Yeah, we're podcasts. I'm sorry, I'm, I feel like I'm doing this really lazily. Um, it's because I've had to pee really badly for the last 40 minutes. So, <laughs> like, I'll say, I'll say that on air, I don't care. Uh, check us out iTunes, Podbean, YouTube, wherever podcasts are found, people find us on like all sorts of weird podcast apps apparently. So, you know, if you have a buddy and he's like, I don't have an iPhone, I don't care to listen like to these guys if I can't easily find them, hey, just tell them to look up our podcast. Spread the good word of Dial H like Chris used to say. You know, do all that fun stuff. Absolutely. And I know this podcast is really long. Some people might not want to listen to it. I had a great time. I really hope you enjoyed the podcast. And if you did, let us know by leaving an iTunes review. It is so cool getting iTunes review because like no one leaves those like ever. So it's like really dope when you look there and you're like, whoa. And it's probably like a month later because I barely ever check like our iTunes review. Like, um, but yeah, leave us an iTunes review. It's so dope, especially if your name is uh, Dial H Fan Club. We, that person still hasn't. Uh, that'd be us. yeah, that'd be after, super after cool. Called out if yeah. your name is Fan Club to leave yeah. us uh, to leave yeah. us a review. Yeah. And with that, I'll say that uh, Dial H for HeroClix is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com. You can find cool stuff in stock every day from the latest Heroclix singles and sealed products to, you know, some board games. Or maybe you want to try one of those card games. Maybe you need some dice and accessories. Check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Happy trails. (laughs) 